Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Exceptional Scribble Show. I am your host, Sage, the page poet. That is my signature. It is now 8.08 p.m. on another terrific Tuesday night. And today's date, to be exact, is April the 23rd, 2019. And I'm going to give a brief introduction about what tonight's broadcast has to offer you. For tonight, our special guest and feature is David Hardrick. And he is representing Insured by Dave. And here's his business motto. He is known for this. I help families like yours protect themselves from financial ruin. So yes, ladies, gentlemen, boys and girls, it doesn't matter what time zone you are tuned in to this broadcast on. You are tuned in tonight to learn about let me give you the topic the topic is life insurance and our focus will be a general overview of how to's and answering what is a life insurance calculator for those who have joined in the chat room welcome 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 it is always a pleasure to have you on and I have provided some information. There's some descriptions and details about tonight's show. Feel free to refer to them. And then if you have any questions, just be diligent, type them in. I will direct your questions to our special guest and you will receive full and accurate answers. Okay, to begin, if you would like to participate, here's the call in instructions. You would simply need to dial area code 867-292-3066. I repeat, 867-292-3066. Also, our show's ID is 133193. I repeat, one three three one nine three and i'm kind of a little tickled saying that because i sound like i'm giving the powerball numbers okay but anyway it's a six digit number the show's id number is one three three one nine three and that's important because if you join us via the www.talkshoe.com internet server joining us in the chat room, you need to know the show's ID number. Uh, there are several, several programs on the talkshoe.com server. So you need to be specific typing in this show's ID number once you've navigated to the homepage for talkshoe.com and you will then be directed to the Exceptional Scribble Shows homepage on the TalkShoe.com server. About the special guest, ladies and gentlemen, David Hardrick is a Pennsylvania and Texas licensed 
insurance agent for life, health, accident, and fixed annuities, specializing in assisting small business owners, self-employed entrepreneurs, and independent contractors find insurance coverage for themselves and their families to help protect you from financial disasters. And here's what Dave wants you to know. His goal is to find you the highest amount of coverage for the lowest cost. A sincere message from Mr. David Hardrick, a local independent insurance agent. And there's more. My desire and mission is to help you, the consumer, navigate the insurance world as an informed buyer. My goal is to provide unbiased, factual information that you can use to drive your decision-making process. If you need clarity or a second opinion, please do not hesitate to reach out to me. And he does provide his email, which is insuredbydave at gmail.com. His business hours are Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. till 9 p.m. And here's a business telephone number that you can reach him at. It's area code 484-212-1867. There's a lot of information, additional information provided on the event page for those that are on Facebook. You would simply just type in a special feature, episode 257, special guest, Dave Hardrick. Okay, or just go to episode 257. You should see the Exceptional Scribble Shows event page pop up. Click on, and you're right there. There's a lot of additional information about Insured by Dave there. There's also information about Insured by Dave in our chat room. Don't miss out. It's there for you now without any further ado. I am rolling the red carpet and turning the spotlight onto our special guest who is here. Yes, live, ladies and gentlemen. And we're coming to you again. This is Eastern Standard Time, 8.15 p.m. on April 23rd, 2019. I am the host, Sage, the page poet. That is my signature, and I'm now opening the mic of our special guest. And I do want to say to any callers in the call queue, I will be right with you. Hang on in there. We're going to get it started now by opening the mic of our special guest. Welcome, Mr. Dave. How are you today? I am well, Sage. Uh, well, very, very good. Very good. <laughs> Welcome. Um, oh, you're you're welcome. Happy to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Um, you, you gave a lot of information there. I um, you know, I don't know if I have anything else to say. You said everything that I'm about. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, wow. Well, then that means that I did you do diligence. So what we'll do is you we'll sure just, did. Um, excellent, excellent. That's that was my aim. That was my mission. So first and foremost, I want to thank you for accepting my invitation and allowing me this privilege of interviewing you. 
on the Exceptional Scribble Shows platform via the TalkShoe.com internet server. And let us start with, um, first things first, life insurance. There's so many people that are young. And one of the thoughts or ideas that a lot of you have is, I'm still young. I've got a lot of years ahead of me. It's not necessary for me to begin processing, um, getting started with applying for life insurance. I'll think about it later when I'm, let's say, 50, half a century years old. What would you like to say targeting that group, let's say millennials from the age of 18 to the age of 30, 35, what would you like to say to that group that has that, that have that mindset to maybe change their well, you could, mind about something? Mm -hmm. Right, right. Okay. You could actually extend that age range all the way out to about 45 <laughs> or 50 years old. Um, okay. the, the thing about life insurance is that, you know, it's one of those uh, important things that you need to do as an adult while you're adulting um, that you should start when you're young, just like going to the gym, eating healthier, um, becoming more uh, just overall responsible. Those are things that you need, those are habits that you need to build um, while you're young, but people always tend to put them out, put them off uh, and, until it's, you know, until later in life. Um, you know, it's one thing that's for certain in this life of ours on this planet Earth is that um, we're all going to, meet our maker at some point in time and none of us know when. So when, you're, right. when you put those things off, um, you know, I'll do it tomorrow, I'll do it tomorrow. Um, tomorrow becomes a week, then a week becomes a month, and the next thing you know, you're, you know, 58 years old. Uh, you got two kids in college. Um, your mortgage is half paid off and um, you don't have any life insurance. And um, unlike wow. the gym, unlike eating healthy, um, there, you know, you're you're penalized for starting late in this game. You, you pay more the older you are. Um, you know, kids' policies cost a few dollars a month, where you know, someone in their 60s or 70s is going to pay a few hundred dollars a month. So um, it, okay. it definitely, you know, pays for you to get on this early, purchase, look into the policies, purchase the policies while you're still healthy and um, young. And able to take advantage of the lower risk class that you're in, because every year you get older, you get a little closer to death. Um, it's a simple, it's a, it's a simple math equation for the the, the insurance carriers. Um, the longer they think you're going to live, the lower your your, your rates are going to be. Um, and it's pretty cut and dry. There's a lot of formulas that go into that, but that's the basis behind it. Okay. So if you're, if you're wow. someone who's going to put it off, you're costing yourself ton of money. Hmm. I hear you. Well, I'm uh, grateful to you that you were very detailed and you broke things down as to, okay, if you do this and start early, you're actually going to pay less. I'm sure probably a lot of our youth didn't even consider that. And even for our older or mature audience, um, the necessity of doing it and not waiting late to do it and how it's almost like you're being penalized 
if you wait late to do it. Is that okay to I, say? I, I say you're leaving money. Yeah, you're leaving money. You're leaving money on the table. So if okay. I buy a policy when I'm say 30 years old, all right. Mm -hmm. um, depending on the product, and these numbers are completely and totally hypothetical. Please don't call me saying you want the thirty dollars <laughs> policy because that doesn't. Okay. It's not how it works. So I'm just using numbers that are easily mm -hmm. added in my head. Okay, so just just putting that disclaimer out there. When good, you're good. if you feel thirty years old, you can get a policy hundred grand, hundred thousand dollars worth of coverage, thirty dollars a month. You wait till you're forty, it doubles. It's now sixty dollars a month. So, and that's just a 10-year period. That's just 10 years, 30 to 40, but you doubled your, mm -hmm. doubled your amount. So that in of itself, I think, should be a trigger for a lot of people who are thinking about life insurance. And let me tell you something. If you are alive right now, you should be mm -hmm. thinking about life insurance. And let me tell you why. Because there's a lot of people that come up with, I, I hear all the time, I'm not old, um, I can't afford it, um, I don't have any kids. I don't have any property. Uh, but at the end of the day, we all are going to die. We all have to have a ceremony. It's going to put us in. It's going to take care of us after we die. So regardless of if I'm going to be cremated, I just want a pine box. Those things cost about hundreds to thousands of dollars for simple uh, ceremonies, hmm. simple cremation. Okay. Time box, things Double like that. Those, when, when you, if you've ever driven by an elaborate funeral, it costs as much as a wedding. So if you, if you mm. put it in that context, if you put it in that context, right. you box like that, now it's like, oh, wow, do I really want them selling fish fries when I die? Mm. To, mm -hmm. to raise money for my funeral? No. Okay? You can, get a, you can get a small policy. You don't have to get a million dollars worth of coverage like you hear on TV. Okay, but that's, that's mm -hmm. not typical. Um, you can get right. coverage just to cover your um, just to cover your funeral uh, services. You can get enough coverage just to cover your mortgage. You can get as much coverage as you can pay for. Okay, so uh, if you want a legacy coverage, you know we can do that. Uh, but most people want to take care of their expenses. They want their loans and debts paid off, and they want enough money to put right. them in the ground. Um, mm -hmm. and that in of itself is something that you want to sit down and talk about with, with, you know, not, not just a professional, but with your, with your loved ones, with your family, because at the end, it's, we, if you keep putting it out, putting it off, it's going to be too late. Right. That's true. Well said. Well, um, you have definitely given us a very, very fair assessment as to why it's essential and vital for us to ensure that we handle this life matter because it definitely involves us and in, in living and um how we don't want to leave a burden on loved ones we want to ensure that exactly. we have yes Things are covered as for expenses that aren't paid if we were to have a sudden tragic death and our families would not have to. I've seen situations where, and I don't mean to, you know, isolate a situation and to humiliate any individual, but I've literally seen where GoFundMe pages were set up because there was this 
expense, funeral expense. And the family, unfortunately, did not have money to cover the expense. So someone suggested, hey, do a GoFundMe page to raise the money. And that's what happened. Let me talk a little bit about yeah. GoFundMe. Let me talk a little bit about GoFundMe. So uh, it, it, it's a wonderful idea. Um, the problems with GoFundMe is, A, um, depending on your circle, you're not going to raise enough money to cover the expenses. And, two, you now okay. have to take into account their fee. So um, they do take a percentage of what is raised. That's how GoFundMe is able to exist as a company. You know, every company needs to make money. That's how they stay, you know, operating. But they take a, a cut of your of, of what it is that you raise. Um, the thing about GoFundMe is that you have people that participate in these GoFundMe campaigns that don't have life insurance and are contributing the equivalent of what a life insurance premium would be. So oh, it's like okay. you know you it, it yeah you're kind of like perpetuating the cycle of of people not being prepared, you know, when they pass away. No one's prepared when they pass away. You never know when you're going to die. Even when you know that you're going to die, you don't know. So it's, you know, it, it, it's all, it all falls back into, into procrastination, and, and it's really sad. I have a story. Uh, I got into this business for one reason and one reason only, and that was because a good friend of mine that I went to high school with, with the same age, um, when he, he – found out he was diagnosed with stage four cancer. Um, we found out in August, we buried him in October. Um, mm. He didn't have, uh, yeah, he did not have health insurance while he was alive. He didn't have life mm-hmm. insurance when he died. And his mother and, you know, his circle of friends, we had to kind of put things together um, with GoFundMes and, you know, borrowing from Peter to pay Paul and things like that to, to just give him a nice home going service. And it's just far too many people in my community that are in the exact same boat, you know? I mean, he was gainfully employed, but, you know, he didn't have his job, didn't have health insurance benefits. And actually, he, he did have benefits. They, they let him go because of um, something, I forget what it was, something that had to do with his condition. He ended up getting let go, couldn't afford the COVID payments. So it's it, 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 you know it all revolves around money, but you know you you have to you have to be you have to be covered. You have to sit down and talk to somebody. Find some options. It's not. I mean, it it does cost money. It's not all going to break your pockets, but um, you know it, it it that in itself it made me want to sit down and study this, and eventually I became you know a licensed broker. Okay. That, for that very reason. Wow. That's and thank you for sharing. Um, that with everyone, I'm sure that you know it, it. Unfortunately, it was it it was a tragic incident to happen and a close friend. But you were able to allow that to become your inspiration to help others, so that they too don't have to experience such delight, or their loved ones have to experience such delight. So at the, at the end of the- at the end of the day, I, I wouldn't want to see anyone else have to go through that. I mean, you mm, know, mm. had he, you know, I mean, there's other issues with that too, you know. Um, and I, I noticed him not looking so well a year before he died, and I, did, I decided not to say anything. 
Okay. Uh, I don't know if you knew or if you didn't know. Um, you know, there's, there's, there's a lot of, it, it's, it's all about taking action. You know, mm-hmm. if you sit back and you wait, bad things come to people who wait. I don't, I think that when they say good things come to people who wait, I think that's a misnomer because you can apply that to a situation that can go completely wrong. Right. Um, don't, don't wait, take action, you know, don't make the wait, statement, take make the phone call, <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. um, find out what you need to know, you know. Yes. Very well said. Yes, you must. Um. Now, there were several things that you stated, one in particular in reference to premiums. And again, mm-hmm. I'm going to use that age, that target age group, the millennials uh, from the ages of 18 to 35. How much, um, just a roundabout figure, would it be a $30 a month? How much would the uh, life insurance premium be? For that age, there's, there's no, sure there, it can out. be, it can be, it can be zero dollars, and it can be a thousand dollars. It all depends on your age and your health status. Um, it, it, it really, really, really runs the gambit. You know, I can sit down with 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 ten people who are the same mm-hmm. age, the same zip code, and m- most of their premiums will be will be twenty five to thirty dollars apart from each other. Some will be higher, some will be lower. Oh, okay. The good thing about it, what it is, it's all, it's, it's, listen, all these little quote engines that you see on uh, the internet that, you know, people like myself have access to, they're really just calculators um, that sit on top of uh, these formulas that these insurance companies have built up over years, decades, centuries. And um, that's how they decide what your premium is based on your risk. Now, you know, if you're a fairly healthy person, and you're fairly okay. young, you're younger than 30, you're going to get a very, very favorable premium depending on the product that it is that you pick because that's another thing that goes to the premium cost, the type of product, whole life versus term. term. Um, those all have different rates. Um, <clears throat> so it I, would be irresponsible for me to give you a, a rate for a person. Like we could pick a pretend person with, you know, with, with, mm-hmm. you know, uh, made up, you know, health issues and things like that, and we can talk about what that, you know, person would be paying. But um, everybody's different. You know, if you're sitting down with a broker or an agent and they don't sit down and ask you a million and one questions, then you may not be getting the right product. It's it's, it's our due diligence is to do a uh, a really really deep facts find to make sure that you know we know everything there is to know about you when we're doing our field un- underwriting and that yeah. um, we're able to match you with the right product because that's the other part. We can talk about that a little later, making sure you get matched with the right product. Okay, making sure we get matched with the right product. Uh, very well. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure for a lot of people, um, of course, it's just like a shoe. One size does not fit everyone. So it's a matter uh, not of... Not at all. Uh, not even close. Yeah. Now, in terms of coverage, because I know that also factors in to what the premium might be. Um, so full, if someone wanted full coverage, it would cost, am I correct to say, it would cost a lot more than someone that just wanted coverage for certain aspects or certain things. Well, I'm, I'm going to assume that when you say full coverage, you mean whole life coverage that does not end right. versus yeah. term coverage that has a specified end date. 
Okay. Right. So, yes, whole life coverage is, is a lot more expensive than term coverage. Um, you'll find a lot of agents, that's what they sell because it's a, it's a, it's a lower cost product. It doesn't, it doesn't scare people. Um, uh, if you wanted a comparable dollar amount for term versus whole life, uh, whole life would be three to four times the cost than, than a term policy would be. So if you're looking at a $100 a month term policy, you're probably closing in on $500 for whole life. Um, now, it's interesting that we, you know, we can kind of segue into the product discussion. You know, what's the okay. difference? Which one's better? Um, there is not one that is better or worse. You have some people that say buy term, and that's the difference. And you have some other people say you got to buy whole life because then at the end of the term, you, you, you don't get anything out of it. Both of those statements are true, but it all factors in on your situation. Um, huh. Term policies are cheaper, which allows you to get a bigger benefit. Um, typically, when you hear people say, I have a million dollars in life insurance coverage, that's most likely term. It's, uh, there are million-dollar whole life policies, but they are pricey. Um, mm. You know, when you, when you look at that, why, you, why, why would someone need a million dollars worth of term life insurance? Well, if you have a mortgage that is $250,000 and you make $75,000 a year, if we add that together and extrapolate that out over about 10 years, my math is off a little bit, but that million dollars will be eaten up just from from income replacement in the payoff of the mortgage over the span of 10 years. So when, when, when you get approached about million-dollar policies, just understand it's not for you to become a millionaire. It's for you to um, replace the income of that person that passed away. Yeah. So when you look at term policies, that's what that's for. It's, a, it's, a, it's even the solution of term insurance is, temp is, is temporary. Um, so life, on the other hand, you can't, you know, term policies also like, you know, you go 10 years, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years. Sometimes they go to a specific age. Um, when you look at whole policies, they don't expire. You can't outlive it. Um, and, you know, if you live to be 100 years old, you will still get that um, death benefit amount. Typically, at least uh, recently in my experience, whole life policies in, in, in the demographic that I work in, typically uh, manifest themselves in uh, whole life, I mean, um, final expense policies, meaning that, you know, they're 5, 10, 15, 20, $25,000 base amount policies. The term policies tend to be a bit more um, in terms of coverage because they're designed to take care of the mortgage if the primary um, earner in the uh, home uh, passes away. Okay. Hmm. Now, those are not the only policies out there. Well, there's hybrid policies called universal uh, universal life. Um, you know, I won't get into those. Mm -hmm. Those definitely require a lot more um, deeper fact find and um, you know com deep conversations with the uh, potential prospect. But um, you know, there's there's a product out there for everyone. There's a carrier out there for everybody. You know, when I say everybody, I mean people that may have gotten denied by one carrier, there's another carrier that could potentially uh, pick you up. Okay. Um, one more thing. Uh, we have some people that have a lot of, a lot more assets than maybe others. Um, mm -hmm. And in reference or in regards to assets, um, can you break down for us how pricing would vary 
or how that would factor in as for premiums and whole life coverage or term life? Well, it depends on what you want to do with those assets. Um, so if you look at the house, some people consider a house an asset, some people don't consider a house an asset. But if you want to protect the home, mm-hmm. then your policy is written to protect the home. So if you have a you know $150,000 home and you've only been in it two years, um, if you die tomorrow, that bank want their that bank is still going to want their mortgage payments, or they're going to want right. they're going to pay off the mortgage. So in terms of protecting that asset, that's the direction that you want to go. Now we can get into a deep discussion about specifically, um, you know, whole life policies or universal life policies, index universal life policies, where you can leverage some of your assets if they're liquid. Um, and put them into mm-hmm. uh, that policy because it's a cash value component with whole life insurance and with index universal life policies. And the reason why that's important is because certain carriers have a guaranteed return, um, which is going to give, make your money work a little harder for you than it would in your average bank. Mm. So have assets, like for example, um, I this is with the gentleman tonight, right before I came on, um, he has two whole life policies that he's had for about 15 years, a significant amount of cash value accumulated in those products, but he needs more coverage because he has uh, young children. So what we did in terms of that product design was we took that cash value out of those uh, existing policies, found him a newer product that has um, – you know, some better expanded like living benefits, a bigger death benefit, and a higher uh, return for their for the cash value. And we merge that in there. So what he's going to be looking at is a pretty, uh, like I said, a bigger death benefit. Okay. Cash value is going to um, grow a lot faster with that higher interest rate than it would with his original policy. So there's a lot of different ways that you can leverage hmm. your asset. Um, you know, it's just, again, yeah. it goes back to product design. Some people leverage their assets to be, to pay for the premiums. Some people leverage their assets to to grow um, in, in the cash value and pay the premiums separately. It, it, it really, again, no one-size-fits-all solution, but you definitely have some leverage if you have assets. Okay. Well said, well said. We have a caller in the call queue. I'm going to welcome them. Uh, area code two one five four zero zero. Welcome, caller. Good evening. Welcome, caller. Area code two one five four hundred. You are Hi. now on the call. Hi. <laughs> um, welcome. We have insured by Dave. Um, the representative, of course, is Mr. Dave Hardrick, and we have been discussing our topic for tonight, which is life insurance, and the focus is a general overview of how to's and answering what is a life insurance calculator. So I'm going to ask you, might you have a question that's pressing, something that you've been needing an answer to in reference to this subject matter, life insurance, and if so, uh, Dave is available now. He can answer your question. And um, 
giving you the mic to direct your question to him. Or maybe you might have a comment in regards to something that you heard. If you have a comment, you can give your comment and or remark. Okay, thank you. Um, okay. No, I'm all... We're having a little difficulty hearing you. Could you repeat your words, please? Yes. Um, no, I said thank you for the welcome and the information. I'm just, I'm all good. No questions or comments oh, at okay. the moment. And well, I have a question for you. Have you done yourself the honor of due diligence? and ensuring that you have license at your now current age. Have you done that for yourself yet? Um, I missed part of the question. You asked if I just, do I have life insurance? Sign the for Yes, just wanting to know where, are, where you are in that um, order as for the process of, that, of being insured. Do you have it? And if not, why not? Is my question for you. No, I don't have it at the moment. I've looked into it. Just have to do more research and figure out the best plan. Okay, you said, you said you don't have it. And thank you. And I appreciate your honesty. And your second statement was that you have to do the research. Well, we have an experience in a licensed agent and insurer that's on the call right now. So anything that you can think of, any question that you have, feel free to direct it to Dave. He is available at this time. You're not being charged by the minute. This is your opportunity to get some of that research done, okay? So I want you to take advantage of this opportunity. Well, look, can, I, can I ask a question? Yes, Dave. Okay, um, I'm sorry, I didn't catch your name. Uh, Makeda. <laughs> Hello, Makeda. <laughs> um, so, uh, Thanks. Thanks for calling. Um, how old are you? Thirty-one. Thirty. Thirty-one. Okay. So you're right in that um, sweet spot, I like to call it, where you're not like um, you're not like a you know a young adult anymore, but you're definitely far from being old. Um, do you uh, do you have any children? No. No children. Okay. So a lot of people in your, um, a lot of people in, in that kind of fit your description. You know, young, working, no children. Um, they they tend to put it off just because this is something that they're not thinking about, and they always say the same thing. I said the same exact thing too. Um, that uh, you know, I probably should get it. I just can't afford it right now. Um, one of the things that you're never that you'll find out ten years from now is that um, it's never a good time to do it. It's never, you're never going to have an extra 30, 50, $100 a month to, uh, you know, to invest towards anything. Everything's always going to be rearranging your finances. 
So, you know, the question I ask a lot of people is, what would happen if you pass away tomorrow? Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's enough. It will be so, a high yeah, yeah, don't answer it. We just think about it. Just think about where you live, right? Someone's got to come in and clean out where you live. Then they have to take care of your funeral arrangements. Funeral arrangements can cost anywhere between five dollars and $15,000. And if you owe anybody any money, there's that part of it too <laughs> that has to be taken care of. So, you know, it's a little bit of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? A little bit of, you know, just, you know, self-reflection, thinking about your situation and um, how not to be a burden on folks. So, you know, I have this conversation all the time. I know it may sound a little bit harsh, but, you know, there's nothing fun about life insurance. So uh, take that time, just think about it, and, um, you know, give me a call offline if you uh, have any additional questions. Okay, you're right. Sounds good. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you. Excellent. Thank you, Makita, for calling in, and thank you for being brave. <laughs> for one, and for saying how old you are. You'd be surprised how many of us women don't do that live on <laughs> the radio. But um, I hope that you received the information that you were looking for, and I'm certain that you did, because Dave is thorough. So you did yourself due diligence tonight, calling and asking. Uh, the question yes, and just being willing to answer his question as well to help you to know what your questions might be. So um, it's all about helping. We um, like to do that from time to time to kind of help our callers that call in to really figure out, okay, what don't you know? Because sometimes we don't even know what we do know already until we're asked a question. So this is why I like to have a Q&A format first. And then after that, just having people to give commentary um, and responses. Now I'm gonna ask Dave, I'm gonna ask you, um, are there any recommendations for someone like Makita who wants to do research on their own first before they make a final decision? Are there any as for literature, any books that are helpful resource tools um, to assist? I, I'm I, at risk of uh, making some of my fellow um, agents and brokers upset. Um, I would say okay. you know you know hit the internet first. Hit the internet first. Um, mm -hmm. The reason why I say that is because um, there are different types of agents and brokers out there. Agents and brokers are actually two different. Uh, people, um, even though we all, you know, quote unquote, sell insurance, um, a broker acts on behalf of the uh, client, which is what I am, and an agent works on behalf of the uh, the, the carriers. Um, when you're dealing with either one of us, um, you, if you if you if you just go on the internet, like, hey, anyone got information on life insurance? Your inbox will be full in the next within 20 minutes. Um, you know. The reason why I say go on the internet first is because once you reach out to an actual person, um, what 
I don't want to, I'm, I'm, you know, I don't want to say negative things, but, you know, some, some people have an agenda to push, and um, it's going to make it a whole lot easier for the for you to see what's happening in front of you if you already know the terms, if you already know um, the different carriers, if you already have a general idea of what the product offerings are. So, um, you know, definitely there's um, blogs out there. There's, um, uh, you know, uh, uh, informational sites that are just independent of any carriers or just insurance information um, that you can uh, find. Um, but get, learn as much as possible because you don't want to be an uninformed buyer. Okay, very, very good advice. Um, now, in regards to the East Coast versus the southern tip of Florida versus the West Coast, is there a specific geographical location where it's better as a choice to live or reside in, in terms of acquiring life insurance? Or is it, it doesn't matter. It has no boundaries or knows no boundaries in terms of geographics. Well, as your to, state uh, definitely plays a determining factor. I didn't mean to cut you off, I'm so sorry. Um, sure. your, play, your, your state definitely plays a determining factor in um, the, the risk class. Um, but in general, um, it's going to be, you know, the age, um, health status, whether or not you smoke, um, mm -hmm. the types of activities recreationally that you um, engage in. Those things um, are what factor into your, um, into your uh, premium cost, not necessarily where you live, even though your state that you live in is, is, is recorded on the application mm -hmm. and definitely goes into the underwriting process. Okay, What Thank you do you. for a living, for example, you know, things like that. So mm -hmm. no, no, it's not going to be cheaper for you to go move to Florida and buy an insurance, no. <laughs> right, okay, because some people think that. They think, okay, taxes are lower in this state. So if I, well, here's you the know, thing. take that through. In a roundabout way, it could work out better for you because the taxes are lower. But um, mm -hmm. life insurance benefits are tax-free. So if, you know, I put a policy out on you, uh, Sage, and you pass away and I made myself as a beneficiary, I don't pay taxes on that, on that face amount, on that benefit, right? So that's 100% okay. tax-free. So that, that part you don't have to worry about. Um, all, all the benefits are tax-free. Wow. I'm sure a weight has been lifted off of somebody's shoulders. After hearing that, we do have uh, a number of people that work at night that listen and tune in. So they're not able to call in to like usually 9 p.m. or a little after 9. So um, I know that we started a little late. We started maybe 10 minutes later. Is it possible that we can uh, continue past 9 to about maybe 9, 10, 9, 15? Sure. I'm, I, yeah, I, I, my my daughter would like the extra time to stay up a little <laughs> Oh, okay. Hi. So yeah, absolutely. What, what is your daughter's name? Let me give her a special shout out. Uh, you, the beautiful Logan Olivia. Oh, okay. Well, to the beautiful, is it Lola Olivia? Logan. Oh, okay. Logan. I love that. Logan Olivia. Um, this is Sage the Page Poet, and I just want you to know 
thank you for allowing us to interview your father on the show tonight. We appreciate you for being so kind and generous towards us. And we hope that you are enjoying. And, and quiet. <laughs> yeah, and quiet. Yes, yeah, she is. And how old is the beautiful Logan Olivia? She is two and a half. Two and a half, and she hasn't made one little peep. Oh, my goodness. Well, definitely next time I see you, Dave, I'll have a nice gift of appreciation for you to give to your daughter. I so appreciate oh, her well, being be, so considerate of us. <laughs> She's a sweetie, I can tell. So um, this is the other thing, because I know there's some people that uh, they're thinking, I can hardly pay for my car insurance. You know, I'm low income. Um, you know, it, it's a lot for me to just make it from paycheck to paycheck. Is there some kind of a budget, special, um, you know, a, a plan, payment plan or something to accommodate that group? They want to be insured. They know that it's necessary, but they are just financially, they're barely making it from paycheck to paycheck. What would you like well, to uh, inform them about that could help them? No, pre premiums are premiums. Um, that's what they cost. Um, okay. I will say this. When you walk into LA Fitness or Planet Fitness or whatever the gym is of your choice, and they tell you it's $35 a month, you don't hem and haw. You put that credit card <laughs> down and you pay that $35 a month. When you um, right. purchase a new new furniture, and you put it on your credit card, you know that that's probably going to be a year of about $125, $35, dollars a month of, of extra payments. People don't hem and haul the things that they want, but okay. they hem and haul the things that they need. So my, my, my suggestion is to sit down and figure out where the waste is coming in. Everyone wastes money. The most frugal person in the world is... Is, 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 is they, they spend uh, recklessly or irresponsibly on something. Some people like to eat out, mm -hmm. some people like shoes, some people like to uh, party, some people like to travel. Your money's going somewhere. Now, you may only bring home $15,000 a year. You may only bring home $30,000 a year. There's, some, there's room. There's a, there is room. And you got to sit down and be honest with yourself. Mm. You need to eat lunch out every day. Probably not. Do you need your coffee from Starbucks no. every morning, seven, eight dollars <laughs> a day? Probably not. So there's always money to be found. Mm -hmm. But when you know it's something that's this important, it really doesn't make sense to um to you know, to to just say, Oh, I I don't have the money. Because at the end of the day, it's rare that the output, the premium output equals what the Base amount's going to be. Okay. If you get a million dollars worth of coverage for $150 a month, it would take you 80 years for that $150 a month to total a million dollars. Maybe longer. I'm not, I, that, I did not do the math, but it would take okay. a really, really long time. So, um, in that regard, you have to look at it like that. Like, this is, it's, it's necessary. You got insurance on your phone. You got insurance in your car, and you put insurance on yourself. 
put insurance on yourself. That's right. That's right. We need to care more about ourselves. That's right. Yeah. We're so and this insane. is another thing I like to tell people. It's Life insurance is weird because you're paying for something that you can't see, feel, or touch. But mm-hmm. it's really mm-hmm. not for you. It's for your loved ones. It's for your spouse. Right. It's for your wife. It's for your child. Mm-hmm. It's for your church. Not for you. So that's a gift. That's your gift that you're leaving the the, the earth with. Okay. Very good. Well stated. Um, now, in regards to that group of those who have disabilities, um, are there any special benefits that they are eligible for because they have? disability like the blind depending no it's all it's all on risk class it's all on risk okay Mm -hmm. what your disability is uh you might not even be able to be covered that's the other thing you know i gotta you know just because you want it doesn't mean the insurance company's going to give it to you um i I say there's a company for everybody there's a company that will take you if you have hiv but um Typically speaking, it's going to be difficult for mm-hmm. you to get coverage if you have issues, especially if they affect um, your activities of daily living, they shorten your lifespan, like things like that really go, they, that really does affect you in terms of what, what your premiums will be and if they will take you at all. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Because I just wonder about that community, you know, the, the blind and the deaf community, because I don't know if they would be classified as high risk because of their disability. Not if How it doesn't many? affect their lifespan. Okay. So it's about the life. Okay. Mm-hmm. Listen, let me tell you something. So the insurance companies, these are the, the, the richest companies on the planet. Um, mm-hmm. They have billions of dollars. And what they do with our premiums is they invest them. And the longer that the, the premiums can invest um, in the portfolios that they have, the more money that they're going to make. So the more money that they're going to be able to make off you, the less your premiums are going to be. And that's, mm-hmm. that's the long and the short of it. So they base that on a very complicated formula, but at the end of the day, it's, you know, are they going to be able to make enough money off? If they don't think that you're going to, if they think you're going to die in six months, you're going to pay or, you're not, or they're not going to take you on at all. When I say pay, I mean you're really going to pay. Like I ran a, I had, a, I sat with an 84 year old uh, a couple of weeks ago. No, it was last week. Um, you know, his premiums were in like the $900 per month range. 84 years old. So you know how? I mean, he might live 25 years, but you know, it's not likely. You know, so that's kind of how they do their business. How they make their money. Okay. Mhm. So the longer, of course. The life, you know, the more the person pays, the longer hey, the life. So, like, if someone's hey, 18, say that one more time. Uh, the longer, of course, the lifespan of the individual, then they're paying for a longer period. So, is that considered to the business or the company uh, that that would be more lucrative? 
that's going to be uh, in favor of the of the carriers that they they like that lifestyle right. They like you to be young. Yeah, they like you to be young. They like you to be healthy. Mm-hmm. Young and healthy. Got it. Um. The other thing now, in reference to, um, we did talk about you know how this is beneficial to the loved ones, of course. Um, benefiting, you know, in, in the wake of my death or your death, that sort of thing. Um, in reference mm-hmm. to um, military, like those that are serving in the military, um, you know, there's cold wars, there's wars, there's rumors um, of wars and things like that. But would they be classified, would that individual be classified? As for their lifestyle, I guess, because they're in harm's way more often than we would be as civilians, um, as having that lifestyle that would be high risk. Yeah, I mean, yeah, military definitely plays in, plays a factor into it, but it also depends on what exactly you're doing. Everyone's not, and everybody in the military is not a soldier, so right. um, that factors into it as well. Um, a lot of times. Yeah. Um, Military are they are uh, covered under if they're active duty they're covered under a you know a, a policy for you know their branch of the military. Um, typically, they don't okay. go for the outside coverage. They don't they don't go for that until after they've been discharged. And then discharged. That's when right. <laughs> okay, so a lot of veterans. Um, would you say um, have you had a lot of veterans to sign on for insurance? I've had a couple, um, you know, and like I said, no situation is going to be typical. Um, I spoke mm-hmm. to a couple of like Vietnam vets, um, you know, mm-hmm. they, a lot of Vietnam vets, you know, brought some things home with them uh, that they can't get rid of that are making them a much higher risk than someone else right. who's the same age okay. as them, um, you know, that didn't go to Vietnam. So, you know, that there's, and it's, it's not necessarily you went to Vietnam, you had this. But I have noticed a number of them making the same complaints and making the same statement to me. Like, yeah, hey, everyone who came home from Nam is like this. So, um, mm-hmm. again, you know, it's not, you know, there's the only time we really deal with groups of people is when we deal with uh, group rate um, insurance policies. So, like, you know, uh, for those that don't know, Sage and I used to work together way back in the day. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <laughs> our life insurance policy at the school, for example, um, we even though we didn't pay for it, we were all charged the same amount because we were part of the same class of employees, regardless of who had cancer, who had diabetes, okay. who was healthy, who wasn't. Right. So right. Um, when you look at it that way, yeah, those people, yeah, we, when it's groups like that, um, and it also was a very low face amount. So they just they basically was one year salary, um, and you had to be gainfully employed and working to get it, but. Um, yeah, and that's in that case, yes. Groups of people mm. get a discount, but um, you, you can't be, uh, you know, like all blind people or all deaf people. No, it'll never be like that. Mhm. Very, very. Thank you. You answered that question for me. Yeah, because I often think about wow, we have those that are, I guess, police officers and soldiers, pretty much you know, every day 
they're on the line of duty and they're in harm's way. Um, they are, and that's a high risk for the insurance companies. That's typically why <laughs> they're covered their own policies. Their, their own policies. Right. And now, well, when I, I say guess, their own policies, yeah, I mean, go ahead. I mean as, as, as a condition or, or a perk of being employed. Right. Right. Gotcha. I guess we can also add teachers now because of these most recent occurrences of mass shootings that are happening literally inside of the school, not so much in the yard, but in the classrooms even. And um, it's just, you know, our world, there's more violence, more uh, gun violence. <laughs> And it puts everyone yeah, at risk. Yeah, hundred percent. It is, but that's not going to necessarily mm -hmm. affect you, because um, I mean, you could work in the movies and that can happen to you. You can work in the mall and that can happen to you. And there's been shooting yeah. in all of those. Um, yeah. You know, in all of those uh, uh, environments. That's it. So yeah, I mean, you know, teachers. You know, I'm gonna tell you, teachers have good benefits depending on the district they work in. Teachers have always been kind of difficult for me. <laughs> they all have life insurance. They all have health insurance. Um, you know, but you know, always, it's always good to have a, a policy that's separate from uh, separate from your job, just for the simple fact that you're not mm -hmm. going to be at your job forever. And if you get, right. like, hurt and you go on workers' comp, I mean, you go on disability, mm -hmm. then you're not covered anymore. So, um, mm -hmm. yeah. That's true. Thank you. We have um, the co-host. I'm going to welcome her. Um, she she comes on right after you, Dave, and she does the facilitating of the free publishing tips hour. Uh, her name is Warriorist oh, Queen Sephora okay. Thelman. <laughs> welcome, Warriorist. Good evening. Mm -hmm. Welcome. I to annoy you, everyone. <laughs> yes. I well, I'm good evening. I'm going to give you a little uh, brief intro. We we still have Insured by Dave on. We had to start, I'd say, about maybe 10 minutes late. Uh, there was a delay as for the scheduling and processing of our show, which I had to go in to the system to rectify or change. So um, I'm going to just let you know he's on representing Insured by Dave. Uh, and our topic is life insurance. And he's been giving us a general overview of the how-tos and answering for us what is the life insurance calculator. So I'm going to ask you, um, number one, uh, Dave has been asking everyone <laughs> that calls in, um, what is their age? And, of course, we'd like to know, are you insured? Do you currently have insurance, life insurance, that is? And if so good, if not, well, we want you to know some things. And you possibly will want to change your mind about not having it. So um, do you have any questions, first and foremost, for Dave? Uh, uh, yes, I do. Uh, first of all, how are you, Dave? I am very well. How are you? Yeah, I'm coming along, too. Uh, regarding the insurance, do you have a contact? You know, for you know, for further details. 
Absolutely, absolutely. Um, it's on the fly, but I'm happy to share it with you now. My uh, my email is uh, insuredbydave at gmail dot com, and I'm on all social media. Wait, wait, slow down. Uh, wait, at insured wait, by hold Dave. on. All right, because you run it, but you said it kind of fast. So you say um, oh, your email is sure. Insured, I-N-S-U-R-E-D, by Dave at gmail.com. At gmail.com. All righty. Mm-hmm. And uh, where are you located? Yep. I work out of Philadelphia. I'm licensed in the state of Pennsylvania, Texas, and to be Michigan, New Jersey, and Delaware. Um, mm-hmm. But I, I'm everywhere. I'm mobile. You're so, everywhere. Um, and, you know, I, yeah, and I have I, an office, but typically I do my, my meetings belly to belly. So I, I come to you mm-hmm. and we sit down mm-hmm. and we work things out. All right, are you, uh, like, all right, so you said, um, all right, and sure, Pandita, but all right, I have the website, and are you on, uh, I'm going to have your email, are you on, you know, the Internet, like, website, et cetera? Um, I, have a, I have a website um, that's still kind of, like, in the beginning stages. I'm most active on Facebook and Instagram, um, and you can just search, search Insured by Dave on both of those platforms, and you can find it. Mm-hmm. All right, search Insured by Dave. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, I have it. Thank you. Thank you. So, uh question. We'd like to know, if you don't want to say your age, um, millennials are between 18 and 35, so if you're older than 35, then you're not a millennial. Are you not a millennial? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, millennials are 18 or 35. What is this? Um, like, I thought millennials was like um, like the 1980s people. I don't know. It's so confusing. Well, from 18 to 35. We... Okay. If you were oh. born in the 80s, yeah. You were, yeah, mm-hmm. fallen. So, are you 18 through 35 or above 35? All right, yeah, above 35. Okay, so, are you insured? Do you have life insurance coverage? Wait a minute, you're going in, oh, goodness. Here's that feedback, I hear it. Okay. Do you have life insurance coverage? Life insurance coverage. No. Let me see. Let me think. I have to think for a minute. No, as a matter of fact, I don't. Okay. And why not? Is this a choice that you're making based on the fact you feel that you are still young or too young to consider? Or what no, is your... Yeah. All right, now for life insurance, you know, I have to get a plan that's going to work for me. Okay. Then you mm-hmm. definitely should consult with Dave. I'm glad you have his contact. Mm-hmm. I also will inbox you his contact information. And if there's any mm-hmm. questions that you have from off the air, you can ask. But if you have a question in general, now mm-hmm. while he's on the air, take full advantage of your opportunity to ask him directly. Mm-hmm. All right, you know what? I don't have 
Like any questions? Like I'd rather talk to Dave, you know, off the air. Okay. Yeah, the, mm-hmm. like, these life insurance um, conversations, we do share a lot of personal information, um, mm-hmm. age, health, finances, and things like that. So we definitely want to, we don't want to, you know, divulge any of that stuff on the air. Um, but, mm-hmm. you know, I just, you know, I'm constantly, you know, just stressing the importance. And the fact that you, the first thing you asked me for was my email address, lets me know that you are definitely uh, putting this um, up high on your totem pole of important things for you to do. So um, and that's mm-hmm. always the first step. So kudos to you. All right, thank you. And thank you for using the indigenous world word a totem pole. Because <laughs> I am sure. <laughs> <laughs> Yes, Warrior Risk Queen, she strongly embraces her indigenous heritage and ancestry. So uh, she mm-hmm. appreciates that very much. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, um, it is now 9-12, so I'm going to give Mr. Hardrick, Dave Hardrick, um, the opportunity to do his own closer. And he can provide us with any updates if he's going to be doing a presentation, um, if there's going to be a conference he's involved in, things like that. Any special public announcements, of course, that you'd like to make, you have the um, opportunity and the platform to do such at this time. Also, you can just um, reiterate what your social media or internet contacts are and your business um, uh, phone contact is. Also, if there's any uh, specials that are running right now, if there's anything, any specific target age group that you have a special message to direct uh, to, then you have my permission and our blessings to do that now. The mic is in your hands, Steve. Okay, well, thank you for that. Um, Well, before I get started, uh, Sage, I really do appreciate the opportunity. Uh, you opened up your platform for me. Um, you know, uh, there's welcome. a lot of people that do what I do, and you and you chose me, so I, I, I do appreciate that. Um, you know, this is my first foray into uh, this type of media. You know, I'm a, I'm a frequent listener, but never been on the other side of this. So this was a really awesome experience and a whole lot of fun. So thank you for that. Um, mm-hmm. You know, again, my name is Dave from Insured by Dave. Um, I n s u r e d d y d a v e. Uh, at gmail.com and also insured by Dave on all social media. Um, you know, um, going to be putting a lot of different things in the works. Um, we're going to be, um, you know, I, I work with a pretty large company out of uh, Michigan that uh, is all things finances and insurance. Uh, we're a one-stop shop for whatever you need to help you manage your money, grow your money, borrow money, um, you know, uh, leverage your money. Um, so uh, whether it's insurance, whether it's a mortgage, whether it's real estate, whatever the case may be, we do it all. Um, we're going to be uh, expanding our brand here in the uh, Philadelphia area. You're going to see a lot of stuff on my social media. Um, I update it frequently, so please um, please check me out there. Follow, follow me there. You know, go ahead and well, smash yeah. that like button for me um, to uh, – you know, just to get some buzz and, um, you know, come say hi. Uh, if you got questions, uh, I, you know, I try to answer them as much as possible. If I don't have that answer, I will certainly research it and um, make sure that, um, you know, you get the information that you need. 
Um, what's unique about me is, like I said, I am a broker. I represent clients, and uh, through my agency, we do not operate on a sales platform, which means that um, we're here to help you. You have a you uh, you, um, you are you. We we match your pro your uh, situation to a product. We don't push anything on you that you that we want. It's all about what you want. It's all about the needs mm-hmm. of the client. So um, you know, please reach out. I'm a nice guy. Sage can vouch for that. <laughs> Okay. We have a caller on. One more person. I don't want them to miss out the opportunity. They have any questions uh, before you leave the uh, platform for tonight. Uh, area code three four zero. Welcome. Hey. Good night. Good night. Good night, everyone. Yes. Hi, Sky Ski. Hi. Yes. Hi. Good night. Just, just hey, Sky Ski. I'm glad. Yeah, I'm glad you called in. We have um, a broker who is in the spotlight as a feature and special guest for tonight's broadcast. And with us a lot of details about life insurance. And um, just a lot of questions were being answered tonight. And I'm going to ask you, Mike, you have a question for him. Because he gave us a general overview, I will definitely share the archive link on tomorrow with you as soon as it becomes available. But if you have a question, he is still with us. His name is Mr. Uh, Dave Hardrick, or Dave, and he mm-hmm. represents Insured by Dave. Okay, well, bless you, Brian. I, I don't really have any questions right now, but um, if you know, I commend you on, on your passion, you know, and helping other people. Oh, good, thank good. you. I, and, uh, I really appreciate that. I did get it. I got into this to help people. So, um, uh, you know, why I'm here. And, uh, now, Skyfee, nice. um, because you're you're in the U.S. Virgin Islands, so we know that uh-huh. there are some things that may be a little different um, where you are now. As for life insurance, is that a conversation that a lot of people tend to have that are much older than, let's say, uh, 60 or 55? Or are younger mm-hmm. people uh, having discussion about life insurance in the U.S. Virgin Islands? What, what are you um, observing? Well, people kind of keep that to themselves. It's not, not generally a topic that um people openly discuss, but th- there, mm-hmm. there definitely is a, a need for uh, some authenticity. And if if you know what okay. you're coming with is, you know, you, you might want to consider branching branching your your business here, and you know mm-hmm. uh, checking with, with the United States as well. Mm-hmm. So. Um, Dave, might you have a response to that? Um, Skyski mentioned that you might want to consider branching out your business in the U.S. Virgin Islands, um, along with, of course, doing the branching here in the the States, which you you are already doing in the States. Well, I like to typically do business states that I have uh, 
been to, um, which means I have to plan a trip now to the U.S. Virgin Islands. Thank you very much. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, because it is a, um, you know, it is a U.S. territory, um, I do have the ability to get mm-hmm. licensed. You have to get licensed in every state to do business in. Um, you know, yeah. but, you know, yes, absolutely. That, that gives me a reason to go. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, wherever I can help people, you know, I'll just decide, wherever I can help people, I'm willing to go. Mm-hmm. Truth, truth wins. Truth wins. So I'm sure you do really well here. Mm-hmm. I mean, mm-hmm. Well, I would, I would certainly like to to to, to try. <laughs> Beautiful place. Yeah. Yes. Thank you. Thank you. So, and Skysky, are you sure you don't have any um, questions right off the bat? Um, feel free to ask. If not, um, uh, final remarks, and then we're going to say till next time today, uh, because he definitely mm-hmm. does get called through till 9. Uh, it, he's from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m., Monday through Friday. So he does mm-hmm. a lot of, con- um, you know, consulting work, and he's engaging, you know, with his clients. So um, maybe you might have a question, you know. Yeah, well, we, reach out to me on social media, email me, whatever whatever platform you feel most comfortable with. Some people like the phone, some people like the type, some people like social media. Wherever you want to, you know, wherever you feel most comfortable, reach out to me. Whatever the question is, like I said, if I if I don't know the answer, I'll find it for you. Um, and um, if there's a chance for us to be to, you know, help you, then I'm, I'm going to do that. Yes, yes. I'll definitely check out your um, information and, you know, if anything else, I could link you on those platforms, man. Thanks so much for, for sharing it. Thank you. And sure by Dave, Instagram and Facebook. Yeah. Okay. Excellent. Well, um, from me, I'm going to say to you, Dave, thank you so much. This has been an enrichment forum from the beginning to the end. Um, I was able to take some notes. I have some information I'll be relaying to some people. Basically, I'll be telling them they need to talk with you. <laughs> they need to seriously talk it. with you. And I will do some referrals as well of, the, of them to you. But um, thank you for giving us extended time. Thank you for being so um, definitive as for explaining for us uh, a general overview of what life insurance is and the necessity of having it and not waiting until you're old or a senior, but Mm -hmm. starting um, young and what the benefits are for starting young. And could you restate those? Because I know Skysky wasn't on uh, the call at that time, but um, as far as the younger the person is that um, signs up for that insurance. After every birthday, it gets more expensive. I'm gonna keep it just as nice as mm. I think like that. Every birthday, mm. it gets more. If you go, you can go on any any carrier's website, find their life insurance calculator, put in your age at 25, and put your age in and get at 26, and put your age in and get at 27. You just watch the price creep up. Um, you know, like I said earlier, you're never gonna have extra money, but this is something that you need to find the money for. Mm, okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting.
It changes your perspective on on the insurance itself because you realize how it's it's a good investment and start young. Don't wait. It makes good mm-hmm. sense. It's it's just a sensible thing to do it that way. It's, it's I know a lot of us here that saying it's better late than never, but early is better in this case. <laughs> Yeah, early, early is earlier better. is better. Earlier is better. You're not doing yourself any favors by waiting. Mm-hmm. Well received, man. Well received. I hear you. Thank you, man. I appreciate you for listening. Yeah, man. You're welcome. All right. Well, excellent. Dave, again, thank you so much. I will definitely be doing referrals and as more information is shared by you, I will um, copy and paste onto, we have several different uh, pages on social media that we promote uh, those that we support their businesses. So expect us to do that the same for you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much. You're very welcome and enjoy the rest of your evening and tell your beautiful daughter, Logan, Olivia, again, that we said thank you for sharing daddy with us for some time tonight. <laughs> I certainly, I certainly will. And go Sixers. All right. Have a great night. You too. Peace and blessings. All right. So, Warriors Queens, the poor Thalman, we are now starting, launching, beginning the free publishing tips hour, and you are the warrior's queen. And the mic is in your hand. All right. Wazoo uh, Sage to Cage Poets, thank you. And Azza Anoi, everyone. I am Warrior's Queen Zipporah Salman. Co-hosts for the Exceptional Scribble Show for Tuesday, um, April the 23rd, 2019. And I am going to start off with publishing information hour with first the section of my writing advice and discoveries, which are the following five pieces. Number one, use your waiting time to hear for representation to write more stories that will be ready for submission. Hmm. Could you repeat that for us all? Sure. Use your waiting time to hear for representation to write more stories that will be ready for submission. Hmm. Would you like to further expound on that, please? Thank you. Sure. While you're sending out your work, you know, to submissions, sending out to you know, agents and publishers and to kill the waiting time or to keep you calm, you know, and not be anxious about whether or not you're going to hear, you know, you're going to get rejection or accepted. Use that time to write other stories so that when you are, you know, represented, then you have more stories to submit to the company for publishing. Okay. 
Very key information uh, shared. Um, a lot of times people, uh, they don't know what to do with their time when they have extra time on their mm -hmm. hands. So they think that, oh, well, I'm just going to start doing any and everything. But they don't realize that's when you want to capitalize and maximize mm -hmm. um, whatever it is that you started in, in regards to your literary prospects and ventures, literary works, prospects and ventures. You don't want time to get away from you. You don't want to waste time, which is precious. Once it's gone, it doesn't come back. Okay, now you've lost it forever. So you've got to bank on what's new. Okay, what hasn't yet arrived or what's happening now. So keep that in mind. Time, once it's is going, it passes on. Okay, it's not mm -hmm. coming back. You know, unfortunately, it's not. So all you can do now is try to make up for the lost time. And that takes time to do. Mm -hmm. So you're working double time or time and a half to do something that you could have done if you just maximize and capitalize on the time that you were granted. So we've got to learn how to, it's called time management, how mm -hmm. to manage the time that we have. And yes, it's okay to plan. You know, a lot of times people say, oh, well, you don't plan for everything because, you know, anything can happen. And then some people say the expletives happen. <laughs> you know, the four letter word happens. It's like, okay, yeah, that's true. But if you plan, that is a way of helping you to better orchestrate the managing of the time that you're given. And that's what's key, time management. So I did want to put that out there and encourage everyone to, to realize and acknowledge that fact that we need to become stewards of the time that we receive. Don't take time lightly. Don't take time for granted. Because once it passes, it's gone forever. So let's do what we need to do with it. Let's mm -hmm. make good use of it. Yep. All right. Uh, Anybody Sky else? Oh, yeah, I would like Skysky to give some commentary on that statement, but first, could you reread it? Sure. Number one. Thanks, Warrior. Use your, you're welcome. Use your waiting time to hear from representation to write more stories that will be ready for submission. And the, the, the time would be in the, the ideal zone. Is this an environment or the time? Is this a time to construct your craft as far as writing? Yes, the time, like for example, say for instance, you submit your first novel you know, for representation, and then, you know, while you're waiting to hear, you know, from who the agents and publishers that you're submitting to, then you can use the rest mm -hmm. of that time to continue writing other stories. And then when you are ready, 
for when you are asked for submission, then you'll have other stories and ready to send out as well. You know, when they ask for them. Oh, um, right. Yes, I'm sure There's no way for for a response, and and regardless of the the the, uh, the answer, not still carry on with with, with, with right. Exactly. Yeah, you're right, Skysky. You keep writing. You know, and I had came across an article that said your job is to write, not worry. Oh. And that worry, yes, and that worry is what most writers, you know, they are concerned that bothers them is because they're wondering, you know, am I going to hear from this person? Am I going to get published? And so you have to keep sending it out, and at the same time, you know, write your other story. And that writing will not only is a distraction, but then all the energy that you're putting into it, and then it'll help you, you know, to improve your your skills and be, you know, and fix, uh, become better. And then before you know it, you know, the worry is gone, and then boom, you get that acceptance letter. You know, I want to represent you, and blah blah blah. <laughs> And and the time yeah. the time could could it be one that you you establish it within and or can it also be a, a location because I know you 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 need to to be in 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 harmony and so as a writer I know this is probably what you do for a living so the time the time and it's spent and your creativity is is that what you're saying kind of like cut cut off the rest of the world. So that you have this this precious time to 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 bring forward your work, is it a place or is it in your mind? Well, I say balance is the key word. So even though like what you're writing and all, you have your life, and so you want to uh, you have to have a balance for everything. So you're using at that time, you know, for writing, you know, for writing as well as you know doing whatever you usually do. That balance. And so when you do, you know, are published, and it keeps you, you know, in other words, you won't be, you know, have your mind on, you know, wondering, you know, when you're going to hear, you know, a response. And in the meantime, you know, when you balancing out and can you are doing what you're doing, and the worry will be gone. And then when you are, you know, asked for, you know, submission, you're asked for representation, then you know, have to be represented. Sorry, I'm trying to say. And then you, you know, you have forgotten about it until, you know, it's uh, um, you forget about it until you know it appears, <laughs> until it happens. Yeah, that's, mm-hmm. that's truly a, a stepping stone. That's truly a hindrance mm-hmm. right there for real. Hold back. Yeah, because yeah, because you can send off something to someone and then even though they'll have a time frame of replying. And then eventually, you know, you'll forget about it until when they do reply, it's like, oh, no, I forgot about this person. <laughs> and it'll take, and especially it'll take a while for them to answer, you know, to your submission. Mm-hmm. And then they'll apologize. Oh, I'm sorry for the delay. And then they'll tell the reason why. And then they'll say yes or no. That sucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, what you gonna do? Just keep moving yeah. on. <laughs> keep it moving. Keep it moving. That's what we're doing on this show tonight. Yeah. We're keeping things. Yeah, you gotta keep following that canoe. <laughs> upstream, paddling upstream, mm-hmm. like salmon. Mm-hmm. We go upstream. Mm-hmm. 
And if this be jumping up in the water. That's right. We're like salmon. We swim upstream. <laughs> All right, see, I'm moving on. All right, number two. For those of you who are just listening, is I am Warriors Queen Zipporah Thelman, and this is the free publishing information hour on Exceptional Squibber Show, episode 257, Tuesday, April 23rd, 2019. And I am yeah. telling my writing Thanks. advice and discoveries. Yes. <clears throat> All right, and number two. Muckrakers, writers that write their observations, are one of writers as a source. Free writing slash brainstorming or another. That was a lot. All right, I'll break it down. Muckraker is a person that writes what they see. So if you writers that you know write what they see and then combine with the um, another right, another um, help is a free writing slash brainstorming. We just write whatever comes to your mind. Mm-hmm. Very, very um, intense. That, that, that mm-hmm. word sound. <laughs> yeah. mm-hmm. And what is that what? name again for those people? Is it Muck Rackers? Uh, Muck Rakers is spelled. M like mad, Rake. yeah. Rakers, yeah. I'll spell it. M like mat, U like umbrella, C like cat, K like kites, R, and this is one word. R like rice, A like apple, K is in kites, E as in earl, R like rice, and S as in Sam. Okay, my rakers got it. Mm-hmm. Wow. And they just simply write about what they see. Yeah. I had learned about mm. that and uh, I had a laborer's class at, um, when I was at college about the, um, with the American Federation of Labor, the, AO, was it the AOF and the C. Anyway, it dealt with the laborers. And that's why I learned okay. the word muckrakers. Yeah. Well, you just enhanced my vocabulary, and I just learned that I can add that to my current portfolio and resume. Because <laughs> I am oh, yeah, that's a good. Month at times. Mm-hmm. Yes, I am. <laughs> and glad or proud to be one. Yeah, hands up. <laughs> that's right. Mm-hmm. As salmon swims upstream, mm-hmm. more so they jump upstream. They be hopping in the water. <laughs> <laughs> the skills getting knocked off on the rock. <laughs> what did they say? See you going in and out. <laughs> As they jump and descend, sometimes they hit the rocks, and their skills, some of their skills come. Oh off. wow! Yeah, oh. that's true. Mm. Oh, I learned that new. I have another definition. I must share this with you. So the word muckraker. It says the term muckraker 
The term muckraker was used in the progressive era to characterize reform-minded American journalists who attacked established institutions and leaders as corrupt. They typically had large audiences in some popular magazines. Interesting. Okay. So most of the muckrackers were journalists. Mm-hmm. And they have some names. There were a group of writers uh, such as Upton Sinclair, Lincoln Steffens, Ida Tarbell. They were well-known muckrakers. So they were the news, the media themselves. <laughs> mm-hmm. And they said they were the, the three main muckrakers was Jacob, Riz, R-I-I-S, Ida Tarbell, and Lincoln Steffens. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, then I I, I want to be a muckraker. Raker. <laughs> I want to <laughs> attack established institutions and leaders that are corrupt. <laughs> and I want to use my writing to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Not bad. Something I, I, I yeah, I can see myself doing that. That's a, a um, matter of fact, that would fall in the category of activism, social um, activists would, would be a muckraker, you know, because they are promoting social reform justice. Yep. So they basically might be artists. <laughs> yeah, that's it. Artivists, now they call them. Because they use their art um, to perform feats of activism, to raise awareness, to heighten mm-hmm. awareness, to promote causes, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes, it's amazing what art can do. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it is. A very good share. Thank you. Thank you for mm-hmm. that. Vaguely yes, remember. thank you, Word. You're welcome. All right, moving on. Number three, focus and passion are writers of the supports. Um, can you elaborate, Zipporah? Sure. Because then when you have your focus and you have your passion, they are going to be the ones to help you to move forward, you know, with what you love doing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I, I strongly concur. It's the only way. Yes, it is. I agree. Mm-hmm. Because these distractions and they're like carbon monoxide. And you sneak up on you and you don't even know it. <laughs> Mm-hmm. They're really snuck in on those or infiltrated. I try to use the simple words aside mm-hmm. from the big words. <laughs> well, the salmon, mm-hmm. the salmon scale here in our company is still going upstream, though. So the cycle mm-hmm. continues. Mm-hmm. Yeah, here's the thing is that I guess the salmon didn't mean to land on the rock and break its scales. It was just a crash landing. <laughs> 
Yeah, he didn't have a choice. You know, the obstacles and his, his passion and where mm-hmm. he's going. Mm-hmm. Objective. Mm-hmm. Objective. Objective, okay. I agree to that because think about it. The salmon is swimming upstream. When you're going upstream, you're aware, you can see what's in front of you better. Yeah. I think sometimes if you're going like downstream, it's going to be a bit difficult. It's not until you get really close to those obstacles mm-hmm. that you notice they're there. Because the water is kind of like a sheet. It covers those hidden ro- those rocks, so they're like hidden. But when you're going upstream, you kind of can see things erecting or erected mm-hmm. out of the water a lot better. Mm-hmm. It's just you got to, like uh, Skysky brought out, it's subjective. You got to be mindful of, okay, how you're moving upstream. It's not the movement that's wrong, it's how you move. Mm-hmm. So you gotta, you know, check for that. Check your footing. Right. It's like mm-hmm. you can move too fast and you're gonna slide, you're gonna slip, you're gonna fall, you're gonna bruise yourself, you're gonna break yeah. something. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. you know, if you're, yeah, you know, if your steps are calculated, you're more mindful and you're careful, your footing is, is done in a uh, precise way, then you're, you're a little more, you know, aware of how you're stepping. You're not going to step onto something that's going to hurt you when you're moving in that order. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it is about objective. It definitely, objective matters. It really does. Right. Yeah, and, you know, this warrior's queen of the poor. And uh, every path is different, you know, for publishing. So when you find what's going to work for you, you know, and uh, once you start it, you know, don't quit. And keep going, keep using it until you reach your goals. Uh, Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The warrior coming, warrior. <laughs> <laughs> well, I definitely want to thank you both of you. Um, Skysky, I want to say thank you to you and Warriors Queen. Thank you because the input is very, very valuable mm-hmm. that you're sharing on this platform right now tonight. And it's insightful wisdom. Like, this is going to help somebody out there that maybe they're moving in the right direction, but their movement is too with for this particular season or time. So with Skysky bringing up how making a statement on the truth being that objective matters, that's going to make them check themselves and say, wait a minute, let me be careful how I'm stepping, you know, the rhythm Mm -hmm. and how I'm doing things. Let me check for that and make sure it's not that I don't miss something because I'm moving too fast. So let me be a little more careful and, and make these calculated steps and decisions so that, you know, I make the right, I'm moving in the right timing because timing is of the essence. Yeah. T-A-C-T, man. T-A-C-T. Capital capital A, capital C, capital T. Yes, tax. 
That's the word. Because I'm trying to figure out, I'm like, what is the word? I'm trying to remember the word. I know it's a word. That's it. Tack. When you do it with tack. When you're tactful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. See, I heard movement. that word before. Tactful. Yeah, it's graceful. So you're not going to fall. You're not going to, you know, um, plunge deep into in, into muddy waters, you know, that are uncharted, mm -hmm. that you should not be in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So tax matters. Yes, it does. Mm -hmm. Well, Warrior is Queen, you're helping out a lot of people tonight. You started hey, off the program about. Mm hmm. Go ahead. It seems like we're in that flow tonight. We started off the program with Insured by Dave. It's all about helping people, um, getting the insurance that's needed, you know. So, because death, I mean, sometimes it comes so sudden. And it's like yeah. people don't have the right coverage and insurance, then their family is going to have to find if they don't already have, you know, money in reserve, they're going to have to acquire it to cover a lot mm -hmm. of things. You know, it's, it's expensive. He was mentioning how, think of a wedding that's elaborate. And he said, well, funerals, most funerals that are nicely done, they cost the same amount. Mm -hmm. So he's just bringing it up, why. you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the significance of why life insurance matters and start young because you pay less the younger you are and the healthier your lifestyle. Yep. Interesting. I said, wow. Yeah, that's why people, this warrior's queen is poor. And that's why Queen Nation is the cheapest way for birth. Oh, he spoke on that too. He said a lot of people think cremation is just a few hundred dollars. He said, oh, no, cremation is more expensive now than it used to be. And he said even insurance, they cover for that. Mm -hmm. And he said if you're 18, it's, it's time to start thinking and making a choice about it then. Don't wait till later because you, uh, you start with the lower premium the younger you are. And the healthier you are, the better. The more at risk you are to death, the more you're going to pay. <laughs> so I'm, I threw in there, I said, well, so of course, like your your military people, the ones that <laughs> your police officers, then I had to think about it. I said, well, wait a minute. Nowadays, even our teachers, right? We're going in the classroom and there are war zones now. You know, you got people mm -hmm. shooting in the schools now. Yeah. So it's like no place is really safe anymore. We're all mm -hmm. at risk. We're all living in at risk. We're in an at risk environment, period. Doesn't matter mm -hmm. whether you live in, in, you know, the most ritzy community or tinsel town or whether you live in bad land. It doesn't mm -hmm. matter because crime is everywhere. And this gun mm -hmm. violence epidemic is global. Mm -hmm. So it yeah, people. Where you live. I, mm -hmm. That's right. Yeah, someone is worried. Queens of poor. Somebody said people just going gun crazy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's like 
I don't know why this bullet, this fascination with wanting to fire a bullet has really skyrocketed, but it has. And it's like they're choosing that route as the way to make a resolution. And it's just wrong. It's all wrong. Violence is not the answer. No. It's not. And not only that, you know, this Warriors Queens of Four, and uh, a disturbed person said, shooting people is fun. Mm. That's why I said the key word, disturbed. Wow. And that's the thing, it's trigger happy. You know, mm -hmm, I believe it was Martin, this is Sage the Page Poet, uh, Marvin Gaye that put out the song, What's Going On? And in the song he talked about, he referred to them as trigger happy police Mm -hmm. things. You know, Mm -hmm. you got these police now and it don't take much of nothing. They firing away. Mm-hmm. And they feel justified. They are saying, well, stand my ground. You know, I felt threatened. The person mm-hmm. was bigger than me. You hear all of these excuses as mm-hmm. to why they did that. You know, but I always look at it like this. You had options. You have a taser. You have this. You have rubber bullets. You have um, the baton, you've got all these, up. you know, self-defense, the part in, in your training. Um, there's other tactics you could resort to, but you felt the need to take a life. So that just lets you know that there's this negative energy out here. Yeah. And how do we neutralize it? How do we maximize the positivity so that we can mm-hmm. minimize the negativity because there's just a lot of negative energy out here and mm-hmm. it's making people do the unthinkable yeah the unforgivable was, mm-hmm. yeah like with the denzel washington was falling with that the mm-hmm. um, prisoner and he died but his spirit you know you got anybody that touched another person the spirit got into them like me okay so Mm-hmm. That energy, in other words, is transferring from mm-hmm. one person to the next. How do we, though, um, how do we shield mm-hmm. our minds and our souls and our hearts and our spirits mm-hmm. so that that does not transfer into us? That's the question mm-hmm. that needs answering. How yeah. do we do it? And we can. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can. I have to say something crazy. Yeah, I have two sons who have cause for concern going forward. Mm -hmm. Repeat that, Stacey, because there was a little. Interference with our reception connectivity. Could you repeat that statement? I have two sons and I have cause for concern. Justify cause yes. for concern. That's right. That's right. And rightfully so. Um, the heart of a father yeah. 
today. It's just, wow, you know, you have sons and you're thinking, I want my child to be able to come home today. I don't want my child to be um, a mistaken identity fatality or, um, you know, a police officer shoots my son because he's running because he's afraid. He's scared of what they may do to him, not because he did something. Um, yeah. Yeah. You know, it's you know just so that. Much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this warrior's queens of This is what happened in the uh, beginning of a SWAT with Shamar Moore to uh, to preview for it, and how the little boy mm-hmm. was running because he was scared and he shot him. That's mm-hmm. it. He survived. How do you? Yeah. And and my mm-hmm. question to that would be, um, and this is Sage the poet speaking. How do you justify shooting an unarmed child or mm-hmm. person? There's just no justification for that. It's wrong. Mm-hmm. Right, bull, wrong. You know, mm-hmm. right, bull. Yeah, like it's Bad times in, in, in this this bad time. Probably the dry bones, mm-hmm. hollow people, you know, people avoid. Them yeah, kind of yeah. Yep, hollow inside, like no soul. They have no mm-hmm. capacity, yeah. no point. Mm-hmm. I agree to that. Yes. Mm-hmm. Five bones, no soul, no warmth, mm-hmm. no no light. Yeah, I, I was told about that earlier, you know, what that term meant, the word of it meant, you told the definition. I, you know, was told about that. I learned about that, rather. There was a different, you know, word. Yeah, I mean, if that's what we're dealing with today. No conscience at all. Mm-hmm. All right, this is Warriors mm-hmm. Queen Zipporah, and I'm hoping you say Psyche. No, just kind of speaking mm-hmm. under my breath. I'm sorry for interrupting me. All right, moving on. Number four, um, this is Warriors, Queens, of Poor, and I am selling my writing advice and discoveries, which are the following five pieces. I'm now on number five. I mean, sorry, I'm now on number four, which is I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Jay-Z. Yeah, I saw that quote. It was a magazine article I read, and I saw that, and I wondered what he was saying. Like, I wanted to read mm-hmm. into that a little more. So would you like to share your insight as to what you uh, interpreted that statement as meaning? Yes. Yeah, and we, and restate the quote. Yeah, restate the quote sure. first that I want to make sure the listeners can hear it. Sure. Thanks. Number four, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business. Jay-Z. And my interpretation of what Jay-Z is saying is that his career is his business. He is the business. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's not a a play on words as so much as it being um, a declaration of facts. Because when you take the individual away, and you just have the corporation or um, the, the 
business transaction, it's going to lack the spirit, the energy, the, the life source of it. You know, we bring that to the table. We, mm -hmm. the person. So yeah. I see what he's saying. Yeah, that last um, sentence, out of business, that's the key one. That's what he means. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You got to kind of keep things in perspective, you know, because you can get mm -hmm. caught up and forget, you know, this wouldn't be happening mm -hmm. if you didn't initiate it to happen. You know, sometimes people place the emphasis on Nike, but wait a minute, there would be no Nike if that person didn't initiate what they had to do as the one who is the, you know, progenitor mm -hmm. of that business and organization. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. And it is an yeah, esteem factor. You know, how do you see yourself in the scheme of things. Sometimes people see themselves as this little black dot and they see everything else as all the white on the white paper and they're the little black dot in the center. <laughs> I mean, if you see yourself like that, hey, your steam is shot, then any and everybody can just steal from you and take credit for what you've done and um, take over your, you know, what you've established. Won't rule what's yours if you see yourself like this. And, and we should own whatever. You know, one moment. Own your success. Own all of what you bring to the table. Don't let somebody disown you. Promise you own it. And then people will respect you accordingly. Yeah, it does matter. That's all I'm going to say. Sage the Page Poet. All right. Thank you, Sage. This is Warriors Queen. And I had wanted to go back to um, the first piece of my writing advice. And the thought it came about mm -hmm. using your waiting time. And that time is also helpful is because as you're writing, you know, and then it gives you more time to write the stories. And you're able to, you know, and once that, uh, it's a connection, I think, you know, you're thinking that you're not going to hear from somebody, but then you realize that, you know, the reason why you haven't heard from anybody yet is because there's that connection of having these stories, you know, together. You know, you're writing the story, and then that time, you know, you're using that time, and then when the submission, you know, when they're ready to apply, and then you can send off, you know, your first story because of the process that's going to continue. Mm -hmm. All right, that's it. I wanted to say for the um, the first piece of advice, and I'm going to move on to the uh, move on with the writing advice and discoveries list to the uh, to the final cool. piece number five. Mm -hmm. Could I could I write something about what you, oh, what you did the yeah. yeah, with Jay Z. Because yeah. it, it it um it, it latches on to one of the, the, the truths out here in the universe and, and the world. Because mind out mind creates. You, you see? And what what, what your mind you tell your mind or what you want to create is solely up to you. Mm -hmm. So every everything that's out here 
um, the, the Rothschilds or the, the so-called mm-hmm. most successful, it, it, it all was initiated by a, a, a thought. So that, that's mm-hmm. one of the, the, the basic truths of the universe that your, your mm-hmm. mind creates. So you are an institution. You could, you could own it if you want to. Mm-hmm. Or you don't, you don't have to if you don't want it. But it's, it's a true. Everything is out here. You know, every tool, as long, mm-hmm. as, as, long as your digits are working, your legs, your arms, and everything, and your mindset is clear and your intent, there's nothing, nothing that could stop you as, as being universe, children of the universe. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, the only thing that can stop you is uh, that lingering gremlin called doubt, if you let it. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. Did you yourself. say that lingering gremlin called self-doubt? Yeah, <laughs> it called mm-hmm. doubt, yes. <laughs> Not self-doubt, but doubt. <laughs> okay, doubt mm-hmm. and also self-pity, because a lot mm-hmm. of times when we miss it or we mess up, we beat ourselves up mm-hmm. and we yeah, do it so uh, badly that it takes us a long time to recover from the mm-hmm. damage that we've done psychologically, emotionally, which scores us so yeah. mm-hmm. You know, they, they say when you withhold your word to avoid like a, a, a problem, you start a battle within yourself. And you know, I, I commend mm-hmm. everyone who, who goes into that nutshell because sometimes when, when you respond just so readily, you know, people end up in prison. And so you see mm. a lot of gun crimes that we, com- we talked about. Mm-hmm. You see, so, so it, it, I commend, it, it takes real strength to, to beat up yourself. You oh, know, yes. R- mm. Rather than the people oh, yes. around you. So I, mm-hmm. I commend the That's people, right. who, probably the majority, who want mm-hmm. to remain law-abiding citizens. And, and to see a bright mm-hmm. future for them, so, and, and they, they take it in yes. stand. Oh, yeah. And I commend, I commend them. Mm-hmm. You know, Thank people, you. This Very world, yeah. Yeah, this world is well, you're before, and gonna, Yeah, and I was going to say that regarding, you know, like, the stress that we're attacking people, it's, it's an infection, and then they come and bring it you know, to their loved ones or their friends, et cetera, and take it out and that infection then spreads, you know, to the new targets. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right, I'm moving on to the fifth and final uh, piece of my writing advice and discoveries, which is writing is therapy that channels feelings and turns venting and to understanding. Words that hurt are destroyed and replaced with healing become weapons for future bad encounters. Mm-hmm. Can, can you say it one more time, Queen Zipporah? Sure, Skysky. Yeah. Number five, writing is therapy that channels 
feelings and turns venting into understanding. Words that hurt are destroyed and replaced with healing become weapons for future bad encounters. Who's this by? Who's this this is by this is by Warriors Queens of Port <laughs> So where is um break it down for us? What um in layman terms, what exactly is your quote statement saying? Mm -hmm. I say that words are medicine. Not words, but rather writing. Writing is medicine. And what happens is that, you know, people, you know, when they're upset or they don't know, you know, what to do, and then they can just turn to the paper and the pen, and they can write what they're feeling, and that blank paper um, understands them. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Yeah, so whatever is bothering or whatever, you know, they need is some medicine. So they're going to just write it on the paper, you know, from the pen, and that feeling is channeling through the pen onto the paper, and it becomes, you know, a medicine package for them. And they can read over it and look at those words or whatever the situation that, you know, triggered, made them unhappy, and they can look at it, and then, and then they'll realize, you know, it will become healing. And then they can use it, you know, that same medicine, you know, for future, you know, encounters, or future bad encounters, rather. Mm. Mm. That's cool. That's cool. Mm -hmm. That one, thanks. All right, now moving on to the next section, which are which is publishing information. And I have one article to read in the title, Seven Things You Must Give Up to Become a Successful Writer. And the author is Ayodeji Awosika. His name is spelled A-Y-O-D-E-J-I, last name A-W-O-S-I-K-A. And you just type in, the article's title in the search bar. All right, so here it is. Can you hear that? Pop. It's the sound of me bursting your bubble. I started a blog to help other writers because I know it's possible to succeed. Encouragement helps, but sometimes a cold splash of truth is what it takes to get people in motion. I'm going to tell you the truth today. Are you ready? Brace yourself. You're full of crap. I get emails from aspiring writers from time to time. I'm more than happy to give out tips to, and see how I can help. But there are certain types of emails I get that automatically indicate the person on the other end is never going to succeed. They read something like this. Dear IODGI, 
I want to become a writer and publish my own books, but I have no fans. Also, I'm having trouble figuring out what I want to write about. Oh, and I also don't have any time to write with my current situation. Can you help me become a successful writer? I can tell this person will never succeed. Their excuses are woven into the message, and I can tell they haven't given writing a sincere shot before trying to, quote, tick my brain, end quote. This is the way the world. Most people are full of crap. They are all talk. They say they want to lose weight, but they won't give up the cookies and chips. They say they want to start a business, but pile up excuses one after another. You say you want to become a great writer, publish books, and have your own fans, but you aren't willing to make any sacrifices. If you're not willing to give up, give anything up, how do you expect to be blessed with the opportunity to put words on a page for a living? Do you have to lock yourself in a room for hours a day and hustle till your eyes bleed to succeed? No, but you do have to be willing to give something up. Here's a list of things you need to give up to become a successful writer. Your sense of entitlement. Question. Why should anyone want to read your writing, visit your website, or buy your book? Are you a diligent writer? Are you making an effort to connect with people who be interested in your writing? No? Let me guess. You think people should read your writing because you wrote it. That's a horrible answer. You don't buy an iPhone because you like Steve Jobs. You buy it because it's a great product. <laughs> my viewpoint. Hmm? I'm laughing. <laughs> uh, oh. I don't know anybody that yeah. bought an iPhone because they like Steve Jobs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he has everything to do with why that iPhone exists. <laughs> well, in my viewpoint, thanks. In my viewpoint, you buy it because you like it, <laughs> and not right. just wasted like your money. <laughs> yes, yeah. or else you just wasted your money. <laughs> mhm. All right, moving on. If you're trying to make a living with your writing, your words are by definition a product. You have to create your best work and get it in front of the right eyeball. It all starts with a personal responsibility. Now, I'm going to stop at this, uh, this sentence, and I'm going to connect it to Jay-Z's quote, I'm not a businessman, I'm a business. And so the words mm-hmm. are your business. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right, back to the article. Nobody owes you their attention. I put this point first because it's the most pervasive problem aspiring writers have. I've seen it countless times, an aspiring writer putting on in a relatively low amount of work than whining about their lack of success. Less whining, more writing. Your romanticism. Mm-hmm. Writing is artistic. You think of writing as a craft. You want to pen beautiful words and become the next Kafka. Good luck with that. The romantic writer is the type who uses a ton of flowery language, thinks their book is going to get picked up by HarperCollins, and laments the lack of literary quality in today's writing. There is such a thing as a technically gifted yet boring and unsuccessful writer. Writing pretty words doesn't make you a good writer. Moving people makes you a good writer. Entertaining, educating, and inspiring people 
makes you a good writer. The problem with the overly literary type is they often don't pay attention to the person on the other end of the page. They love the idea of being a writer but aren't practical when it comes to the writing itself. Your life might not be interesting enough to make a great memoir, especially if nobody knows who you are. Maybe other people aren't as interested in the War of 1812 as you are. Maybe you should write about something else. Now I'm going to stop here and comment. Write and shop it to the market. All right, moving on. Writing to meet a market need doesn't make you a hack. It makes you a person who actually earns from their writing. In 2017, art and business aren't mutually exclusive. They've bled into one another and the line is blurred. A little pragmatism will give you an opportunity to succeed as a writer. So please, discard your rose-colored glasses. Your fear of marketing. If any of the sentences below describe you, you have no right to complain about your writing career. You don't have your own blog. You've never just posted or put your work on another platform. You haven't connected with one other person in your space with an email. Another pervasive mindset among aspiring writers is the, quote, build it and they will come, end quote, mentality. Let's say right now your writing isn't getting much attention. I have a question for you. How in the hell are people supposed to find it? Dumb luck? Extrasensory perception? The recipe for success as a writer is simple. Find people who want to read your type of writing and get your writing in front of them. This means finding websites who already have a built-in audience and publishing your work there. This means connecting with influential people online who can help promote your work. Fear of marketing can also conflate with a sense of entitlement. I get it. You just want to write. You think good writing should be enough on its own. It's not. Marketing isn't a dirty word. It's a prerequisite for success. Your time. What if you knew everything would work out? How much time would you devote to building your writing career if it was guaranteed? A year? Five? Ten? Building a writing career takes time. I read a post by blogging expert John Morrow that said you need to dedicate four to six years of your life to building a six-figure blog. One of my favorite writers, James Altucher, says you need five years of experience before you make wealth in your field. If you've been at it for less than 24 months, relax. You're not supposed to be mega successful yet. You have to put in the work. You have to wrap your head around the idea that it's not going to happen right now, but it will happen eventually. Writing isn't a linear practice. It's exponential. Let me explain. You don't improve your writing skills at an equal rate. When you write consistently, your skills will grow exponentially. The key is to make it past the initial phase of sucking at it. I'll use numbers to illustrate the example. Take the number 0.402. If you double it, it becomes 0.404. If you double it again, it becomes 0.408. These jumps don't seem like much. Double it 36 times, however, and all of a sudden, the number is 1.3 million. A party balloon requires a lot of air to fill it initially, 
but once it reaches a threshold, the rest of the balloon fills up easily. Your writing skills are like the small decimal number in the party balloon. I promise you, if you put in the work consistently, you'll get better. Be honest with yourself. Are you putting in the work or are you complaining too early? Your need for approval. If you have supportive friends and family, that's great. Often, however, the people around you might not be receptive to the idea of you becoming a full-time writer. They'll tell you it's impractical or quote-unquote risky. They'll tell you not to get your hopes up. It's not because they don't want you to succeed. They care about you and don't want you to be disappointed. It took a while for my fiancé to take my aspirations seriously. Once I started making some money and gaining momentum, my progress opened her eyes to the possibilities. She never discouraged me, but deep down, I knew she wasn't sold yet, and that was okay with me. You have to realize when you deviate outside the normal path, people aren't always going to get it. I didn't announce my aspirations of becoming a writer to anyone. I just started writing and kept writing. It doesn't matter what your friends and family think. It doesn't matter what society thinks. When it comes to writing, the only thing that matters is the page in front of you. Now is the best time in human history to become a writer. You don't need anyone's permission to create and publish. You don't need a publisher to tell you whether or not you're a good writer. Let your audience be the judge. Your mission is to build a small empire around your words. To do that, you'll need thick skin because not only will your friends and family fail to see what you see, sometimes you'll get backlash for the things you publish in your comments from trolls or people who genuinely think your work is bad. Don't put your identity in someone else's hands. Trust yourself and trust the process will work. Now, I'm going to stop at that sentence and add, you know, meaning be yourself. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. Now, moving on. Your laziness. <laughs> Pardon me. Certain aspiring writers are like patients who go to the doctor because they're feeling fatigued or, quote, off, end quote, in some way. Nine times out of ten, their, quote, health issues, end quote, have a simple remedy. Eat better exercise, and sleep more. The doctor checks the patient out, and instead of feeding into his hypochondria, he suggests he take better care of himself. Mm. Are you the patient wondering why he feels off? Don't look for elaborate answers to why your writing career isn't taking off. You don't write enough, period. This is maybe my 500 Mm. blog post. One of my favorite writers, Seth Golden, has written 6,000. How many blog posts have you written? How many words do you have under your belt? Do you write every day or just quote once in a while and a while, end quote? Do you focus when you write or do you check the web and social media? You know the answers and you know how to move forward. I know sometimes the words don't come out on the page the way you envisioned them in your mind. I know you sometimes feel like you're not cut out to be a writer. Suck it up. If you want to learn how to build a writing habit that sticks, I have a guide for that. If you want to write a book, I have a 5,000-word guide for that. I have posted on starting a blog, finding a writing topic, developing a solid mindset, and getting your work in front of the right people. 
I just listed out mm-hmm. resources with step-by-step information to get you where you want to go. Unfortunately, most of you will quote X end quote out of this page and continue to get nothing done. That's okay. I wrote this post for the small handful of you who are sick of being stuck and want to get to work. Your excuses. I just laid down the gauntlet. It's all on you now. I sincerely believe everything you want in your writing career is possible. I want you to succeed badly, but I can't want it more than you do. Do me a favor for the next week, 30 or 90 days, just shut up and write. No more putting off starting that blog, writing that post, or outlining that book. No more excuses. Go. The end of this article. Very good article. Thanks. Yeah, I was uh I came across it and I read it. Yeah, I came across the article and I read it and it was, you know, helpful, so I decided to tell it tonight. And again it was connecting with my writing advice and discoveries. <laughs> Yes, it did. Mm-hmm. Very helpful. Insightful, but very helpful to every mm-hmm. literary artist. Mm-hmm. And beyond, yeah, not, you know, even that don't mm-hmm. write, but they appreciate good literature. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that writers get stuck is, you know, hearing that message and, you know, and believing it is that there's no money behind it. You know, so why bother? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a, um, I like to call those people that are doing, that's a escape artist, like Harry Houdini, the greatest escape artist mm-hmm. ever, and magician. Um, I think people look for the exit when they don't want to face the facts. So that's an easy way of getting around facing the facts. Um, there are times that we just don't know what to say in words so there are those times when we need to take a Mm -hmm. sabbatical and and take a break a reprieve Mm -hmm. have a moment of reprieve where you just don't write anything i think eliza came on the show last week and mentioned about that and she said Mm -hmm. how that was such a healing um a time for her of healing because she gave herself a time to just not be um, so stressed about, okay, how mm-hmm. do I finish writing this? And what do I need to, to say next? She gave herself time to regroup, time mm-hmm. to rest, take a break. And so when she went back to writing, she was refreshed. It was like a, a, a clean slate starting from scratch. And she didn't have the weight and the concern that she had before she took that break. So yes, we do need to know when to say when, when to take that break and give our our minds a rest. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's another thing is that the stubbornness will come in when you should take a break, but then your brain will tell you when to take a break, especially when the the creativity stops. (laughs) So when creativity stops... Or I hate... Yeah, I hate to say it, but the worst case scenario is not just creativity stopping, 
but you shutting down altogether. It's mm-hmm. called a breakdown. It's like computers crash. Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah. we're not that far from a computer. If you overload yourself, overload your mind, you too will have a mental breakdown. Mm-hmm. Like your computer has a crash, you will crash. So we mm-hmm. need to know when to say when. We need to know when to say when. There's a time for everything. You've got to realize when all of a sudden you're changing. You're not the person you used to be. People don't even recognize you anymore. You're not getting sleep. You're not even eating. You're half near eating. You're looking pale. See, there's a lot of symptoms that we go through. And sometimes we ignore them and think, oh, well, you know, That's a part of the process. No, a part of whose process? It does not have to be a part of the process. You're allowing yourself to become stressed. You got to start paying attention to the signs of stress because stress will lead you to distress. And when you are in distress, you will find things become in disarray. And you don't even know where stuff is anymore. You start to forget things that you you need to remember. And then you don't even know where you're going half of the time. All right, now it's time to sit down, shut it all down, and say, I need time to regroup here. Because now mm-hmm. my mind is impacted. And there's a story. This word And I don't think no book. And I'm going to say this one moment, and, I, and it's all mm-hmm. yours again. I don't think no book being written requires that from you. You are allowing yourself to become overwhelmed. You can become overwhelmed when you are allowing yourself to become overcome by whatever it is that you're doing. That's when you have to start setting boundaries for you, for your health sake, for your mental health sake. Because your sanity is not worth sacrificing for you to say, I finished the book. And then after that, they have to 302 you because you didn't give yourself adequate sleep. You weren't eating and rehydrating yourself as you need to. You weren't giving yourself breaks like you need to. It's just like when you're at work, they give you those 10 minute breaks after so many hours. You've been working and then you get that full break and that lunch break. You got to do that when you're writing. Don't let nothing drive you insane. Like, and I'll use an example, the artist Van Gogh. You don't have to cut your ear off. Don't Mm. let nothing drive you insane. When you're driven and you're not the driver, but it's driving you, you're in trouble. You need to be in that driving seat. If you're not in that driving seat and that project or that book or whatever is driving you, then you're in trouble. You need to reverse things, set things in order so you can maintain a healthy, balanced nature. Because, yes, you're worth it. And that's all I'm going to say. Save the the page poet. 
All right. Thank you, Sage the Page Poet. This is Warriors Queen for Forrest Thelman. And when you were talking about taking a break, I was going to say that there was a story. I, I think the name was called The Cure, but I can't remember. But I do remember that there was the, uh, the character was a writer, and her husband had told her, you know, to take a break, you know. And so that break was the cure, but she described it as being cureless. And she, I think she was in a room, and at one point she started tiptoeing around. <laughs> Sorry, she was tiptoeing around the room. And it got to her husband, and he, I don't know if he fainted or what, but she continued tiptoeing. <laughs> I'm sorry, what was that last part? Because your voice got kind of muffled. Oh, sorry. She was tiptoeing around. Yep, and then her husband saw her, and I think it bothered him about her tiptoeing, and I think he fainted, and then, but she continued tiptoeing. I have to find yeah. I have to find that story because it's funny and then it's not funny. It just it it sheds light on the fact once something becomes a habit, it's hard to stop doing mm-hmm. it. But we've got to find a way because some of the habits we have are bad ones, and they will drive us insane or drive us to an early grave or drive us into a sickness. Mm-hmm. And we have to know when we're being driven. Mm-hmm. What's driving you? And if something is driving you to the extent you cannot be social, your social life is done. You cannot enjoy yourself. You don't have any recreational um, activities that you engage in. You you're not eating right you're not sleeping well something's got to stop and you've got to be the one to set those boundaries caring self-care is paramount for good health self-care you got to take good care of yourself there's a song button up your overcoat when the wind is here or something. Take good care of yourself. You belong to you. But it was all about how you got to start caring for you. Because if you don't care for you, you you might not be here tomorrow. And guess what? The world is going to keep on turning. Mm-hmm. Everybody's going to keep on living and doing as they've been doing. So you have to start saying, I matter and start taking better self-care. And if you know you're not doing too well health-wise, find out what the problem is. If you're not getting enough enough sleep, start getting those seven to eight hours of sleep. If you're not eating right, start eating right. If you're not drinking right, start drinking and hydrating the way you ought to. But we gotta take control of our lives, take our lives back. Very important. It's better that we start acknowledging those things now because you don't want to end up in a hospital and somebody saying to you, you know, you did it this time. You really did it. (laughs) 
And then they're just hammering you and hammering you with their tongue, tongue lashing you because you didn't do this. And you didn't do that. You know you need to get your rest. And da, 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 da. You don't have to be <laughs> subject to that. So rather than having somebody else do that, you start looking over your own life and saying, you know what? I need to take better self-care. I need to get more sleep daily. I need to drink more water, hydrate myself better. I need to work out at least 20, 30 minutes a day. I need to do more walks, especially now the weather is very fair. Get that clean, fresh air in my lungs. I need to start walking around near the grass and the trees more because we co-inhabit the earth with them. They give us oxygen. We give them the carbon they need. So we just have to start changing our lifestyle. To live well, it requires a lifestyle of doing the necessary things. That's what it requires. Well, so nice of you to say this to me. Not so many people mm. want to hear mm. uh, powerful stuff. Thank you. Hear that, yeah. yeah. Yeah, we we we've got to just uplift each other and keep each other on track, you know? Remind mm-hmm. especially our artist community. There's a lot of artists, they die young. Mm-hmm. And some of them may have a heart ago, but they die young. And a lot of times it's because they are giving, 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 giving so mm-hmm. much, but not taking good self care. That self-care piece is where they lack. There's a lot of suffering out here. A lot of the majority of people out here are going through some issues, and they, they, mm-hmm. they, you know they're gassing for sure. A lot of people are are, are, are very de- depressed mm-hmm. right now. That's so true. Mm-hmm. And I always say, look, look on the bright side with everything that goes on every day. Focus on what's good in your hood mm-hmm. or focus on yeah. what's good that's happening in your neighborhood. Because there's still something good mm-hmm. happening. We just don't get it on the okay. local news. Yeah, because mm-hmm. they're not going to tell you what's happening good because uh, they, they know bad news travels fast. So the mm-hmm. more bleak they can report news to us the better so we got to keep ourselves informed of what's happening good in our neighborhood so that's why shows like this are important and every platform and venue that's a community-centered community-based um movement we should support it in our community As uh, building walls, we already know where that's going to lead us. Building walls is only going to divide us. This is not where we should be in this era. We should really be building bridges, networking. We need to teach you the mm-hmm. Each other. No, we need that's to see right. each other now. 
That's it. That's right. The U.S., the U.S. Virgin Islands, we are one land, mm-hmm. not mm-hmm. separated. Um, Where do I land? Yeah. And if we see each other in that order respectfully, then if there's a need in the U.S. Virgin Islands, we'll be quick to make sure that we do everything within our power and jurisdiction to see that need is met. Um, there's no reason why Puerto Rico should still have um, areas that don't have electricity, clean water, when Puerto Rico mm-hmm. is considered one of the United States. Mm-hmm. And the U.S. has plenty. We should be making certain that Puerto Rico has what it needs mm-hmm. and the U.S. Virgin Islands, everywhere that we claim as part of the U.S., we should make mm-hmm. sure that they have what they need. Mm-hmm. It's only fair you pay taxes to them. That's it's it. only fair. And we have we have to give. We really do. Mm-hmm. Regardless of the fact, you know, a human is a human. And from we start to see one another, that nobody gonna kill kill one another because they don't really see another person when they when they kill that person. Uh, That's right. They see themselves. They, they see themselves, mm. and they, they don't another person. You know. Now that's real talk. What do we see when we look at our brother and sister? Do we see ourselves? If we can't see ourselves, something's very wrong within us. The warrior is queen, the poor Thalman. Yeah. I'm hearing some backbeat is coming from her mic. I'm not sure. All right, can you hear me now? All right, can you hear me now? Yeah, I was getting backbeat. I was getting backbeat. Mm. All right. Are you well, something I'm- around? No. Wait, what do you mean? Okay, I don't Hello? hear it now, but it sounds like something. Yeah, there was sound that I was, it was coming through your mic. Like you were moving things around. There was a lot of sound, like uh-huh. stuff moving around. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I whenever I get back to the, the person's mm-hmm. microphone as a courtesy to our listening audience. Mm-hmm. And then I'll just let you know your microphone is muted. Um, mm-hmm. It's only muted temporarily. I will open it back up. But that's only because mm-hmm. there were sounds coming through. I'm not sure what it was, but mm-hmm. it was coming through your mic. Mm-hmm. All right. Thank you. Mm-hmm. All right. I'm moving on to tonight's suggested reading, which is, the Importance of Being Earnest play by Oscar Wilde. And the message in the play is, 
honesty is accepted or taken advantage of. And I'm going to read just the first three paragraphs on page 478 in the book, The Compact Vet for Introduction to Drama by Lee A. Jacobus, 5th edition. The play was originally written in four acts, but because the producer requested it to be cut, while we worked it into three acts, agreeing that the excisions, or the excisions made the play stronger. Its subtitle, A Trivial Comedy for Serious People, has prompted commentators to think of the play as a farcical fluff, a play about little or nothing that is nonetheless profoundly amusing. The New York Times commented after its first U.S. opening, the thing is as slight in structure and also devoid of purpose as a paper balloon, but it is extraordinarily funny, end quote. Recent critics have challenged this view on the grounds that its subject matter centers on the questions of identity and reality. One current view is that its surfaces are slight, but that beneath the surface is a commentary on a society that judges things only by appearance. The primary characters are Algernon Montcrist and Jack Worthing, young gentlemen of marriageable age. Among the women are Algernon's cousin, Gwendolyn Fairfax, who adores the name Ernest and is in love with Jack, Lady Bracknell, her mother, and Cicely Cardew, Jack's ward. Bunbury, referred to by Algernon, seems to be a character, but instead, but is instead an invention. He is a convenience for Algernon, a country friend whose illnesses Algernon uses to avoid social events he dislikes, such as Lady Bracknell's dinners. Jack, who lives in the country, has created a similar figure to help him escape the town, an imaginary brother, Ernest. In town, Jack pretends to be Ernest, and all his town acquaintances, including Algernon and Gwendolyn, know Jack by that name. The similarities with restoration comedies are striking. The question of marriage is central in the play, and attitudes toward marriage and wild social class are among the targets of the satire. When Lady Bracknell probes into Jack's Worthing's background, she discovers the distressing news about his family lie, quote-unquote lie. Jack is a foundling who has been left in a handbag in Victoria Station. His family, quote-unquote, line is the Brighton line. Gwendolyn could also have stepped from a restoration comedy. She is determined to have Jack Worthing, and when he seems sluggish about proposing, she prompts him, offering a critique of his proposal, by telling him he seems inexperienced at it. The play owes perhaps even more to the farces of the 1880s and 1890s and a great deal to the well-made play of Eugene Scribe and his successors. Critics often compare Wilde to Alexandra Dumas, the author of La Dame au Camilles, Camille, because both writers fashioned their plays with a considerable degree of artificiality, planted information, planting information in the first act that would prove the solution to problems in the last act. They also play with questions of identity, disguise, and revelation, and at the last minute, in much the way Wilde does here when he reveals the identity of Ernest. All right, and that's where I'm going to stop. Can you... Uh Give that information again. The title, sure, it's the, please. 
Yeah, sure. Tonight's suggested reading is the, uh, the Importance of Being Earnest Play by Oscar Wilde. And that's O-S-C-A-R-W-I-L-D-E? Yes. Okay, so Warrior is Queen, you're still with us? Yeah, I'm still here. Okay. Yeah, I was just checking. Mm-hmm. I'm looking it up now for the spelling mm-hmm. to make sure I had the right. Yes, W-I-L-D-E. Okay, and Ernest, E-A-R. Okay. Where actually Ernest is spelled E R N E S T. Right. But I was saying E A R because that was the part I needed to know. Yeah, that's the part. Yeah, that's correct. The importance of being Ernest, E A R N E S T. Yeah. I'm sorry, but the Ernest that I just spelled, this was in what I was reading in the second paragraph where Jack pretends Mm -hmm. to be Ernest. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, because this was a play in three acts by Oscar Wilde, performed in 1895, published in 1899. Oh, I'm going to have to say goodnight to y'all. Okay, yes. Well, thank you for joining us. We're about to say goodnight in 10 minutes. But thanks again yeah. for joining us on the mm-hmm. platform. We appreciate it. Pleasure to let me sh- share this time with you all. Have a good night, everyone. Yep. Good night, Sky Ski. Right. Good night, good night, Sephora. Good night, morning. Blessed. Right, peace and blessings. Mm-hmm. Take care. Thanks for the input as well. Very good input. You're very welcome. I think we had a very insightful um, mm. show tonight. You can continue on. We have 10 minutes, so whatever you sure. want. Sure. Mm-hmm. that time. Mm-hmm. All right, so I'm going to wrap up the 10 minutes with the final segment, Anti-Trump Art Warriors Resistance Medicine. Part A is Literature. I was born on the prairies where the wind blew free and there was nothing to break the light of the sun. I was born where there were no enclosures. Geronimo. Next is, next quote, man belongs to the earth. Earth does not belong to man. Native American quote. Next section B, music. 
in one song, which is Better Days by Diane Reeves. Message lyrics, I'd say, how can I be sure what is right or wrong? And section C is film, which is one, Bastille Day with Idris Elba. Message, criminal and crime stopper partnership is more conflict. Mm. The end. I'm sorry. Correction. Bastille Day trailer. There we go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's it. That's it. Mm-hmm. Well, again. Um, it's always a pleasure. We got a few minutes left. Do you have any mm-hmm. poems or any food for thought that you'd like to share? Mm-hmm. Well, I don't have any poems, but I do want to have a message for our listeners that we appreciate you all for listening and that you're learning, you know, more and more useful things that will help you get published, not only with writing, but with everyday life in general. Beautiful. Well, I do want to encourage you, Warriors Queen. You are doing a fine job as the lead facilitator of the Free Publishing Tips Hour. Keep up the good work. You are also doing a fine job with the suggested readings. giving us all a um, listing of suggested readings that will help better equip us. Um, Whether we wanna publish literary works of our own or just we're um, considering uh, possibly being a literary coach for a writer. I mean, you're providing us with a lot of good references. So mm-hmm. keep up the good work. And I'm sure we'll get more callers, just like I believe it was Kevin Smith that called mm-hmm. in to personally thank you for all of the helpful tips and advice that you've provided him. We also had someone that called that said that they're um, carrying our broadcast on their network. So we're having larger audiences tuning in to the Exceptional Scribble Show than what we even know. There's another uh, network that is carrying the show over onto its um, list of shows. So we're definitely, and we're looking to expand in the very, very uh, near future. We're looking at maybe in two months time, Um, June is the deadline, June, no later than July. But we are going to start the once a month, hourly or hour and a half broadcast where we promote the Exceptional Civil Show by way of YouTube. It's going to be a live recorded show, either YouTube or we'll have it 
um, live on Facebook, but we're going to come live to our audience and we're going to bring a feature artist every week and a local business we're going to have in the spotlight. And there's a venue that will be having our open mic shows like the ones we were doing at the um, Baobab Center on 52nd mm -hmm. Street. We're gonna be um, doing some art themed events and they are gonna be held at a new location and I'll be sharing that information soon. Mm -hmm. There's a meeting forthcoming in reference to that. So we got a lot of futuristic plans and yes, some goals that we need to reach. So I do wanna say, keep us, in your positive thoughts, when you think of us, say a kind word and always say a prayer. Because yeah. we are definitely in this to win this for you, for the community. Because we know when our community raises up, when we help to upbuild the community, community building is what we're talking about. Everybody wins. Everybody wins. And that's what we are striving we want to see everyone a winner. And yes, don't forget, insured by days, ladies and gentlemen. You can go www.insuredbydays.com if you would like to email him. I'm going to share that information again. Uh, this is, yes, a broker you need to talk to. He not only is a broker of life insurance, but he also is a financial advisor. He provides that information too to help those who need help financially, whether it's in reference to your mortgage, real estate, whatever. Insured by Dave can help. This is the number that you need to call is 484 212 1867. I repeat, 484. 212-1867. Also visit the online blog, www.insuredbydays.wordpress.com. I repeat, www.insuredbydays.wordpress.com. Or you can go on Facebook, www.facebook.com backslash insuredbydays www.facebook.com backslash insured by Dave. Or if you type in to the search engine bar insured by Dave, it will navigate you to that page on Facebook. Also, you can go on LinkedIn under David Hard Rick. David Hard Rick, which is pronounced Hard Rick, spelled Hard. Rick. Okay, so listen. He's available Monday through Friday from 9 a.m. to 9 p.m. Again, the business phone to call is 484-212-1867-484-212-1867. And his email is insuredbydave at gmail.com. I repeat, insuredbydave at gmail.com. Um, I definitely do encourage everyone to correspond. If you have financial questions, he's a broker. He can definitely help you. 
And um, it's good to know who to call on in that time of week, because we're all going to have those questions that we need answered by an expert. And he's one, he's well-versed, and he will get back to you if he has to get back to you and he doesn't know. But nine out of the 10 times you call him, he's well-versed. So he has the information readily accessible to distribute it out. Um, so that's that. And I'm just going to share a little poem real quick. And then we're going to hear final words from Queen Deborah, Warrior's Queen, Deborah Thelman. Here's that poem. This is going to be quick. And this is an original poem by Save the Page Poet. That's my signature. And the poem is entitled Justice. Does justice have wings? Can justice fly? Does justice have a soul? Does justice cry? Does justice sing? Does justice dance? Does justice have a lover? Does justice have a mother? Does justice even exist? Many seem to wonder. Does justice even care? Does she even know I need her now? Justice. We need her now. Justice. Hear my plea. We need you. Come quickly. End of piece. And that's that piece. Justice. By Sage the Page Poet. That's my signature. Well, Warriors Queens of Port Thelman, if you have any closing remarks, the mic is now in your hands. Take us home. Yeah, thank you. Sure. Thank you, Sage the Page. And uh, I want to comment on your poem about justice. Mm -hmm. And since justice is supposed to be blind, she can't see what's going on. And has okay. to depend on, yeah, and she has to depend on um, other people's sight, and they're gonna, only going to tell her what they want her to know to work in their favor. So there we have it. Mm -hmm. If justice is blind, ladies and gentlemen, does she even care? Does she even exist? You know, we have these questions. Children, mm -hmm. and I came from that perspective, the innocent. I had them in mind. That was the voice, giving them a voice. 
how do you think they would speak about justice? How do you think they would perceive her? What thoughts might they have about justice? The innocent, the ones that don't know her, the ones who haven't really seen much to be able to say, this is what justice looks like. This is who justice is. So we gotta keep in mind the innocent out here. And when we make choices and decisions, when we vote, we wanna vote smart because they don't know justice. And that's the way they approach this situation. They want to know her. They know we need her. So they're pleading for her, but they don't see her. So we've got to make justice appear. And yes, one way we can do it is by way of politics. I know a lot of people don't want to hear this. I don't care. Mm -hmm. Get out there and vote. We have a very important election coming up. Everyone, I don't care if you're old, I don't care if you're young. You're not too young and you're not too old. Register if you're not already registered. Now's the time. Get registered. May starts the primary as for Philadelphia's local um, primary for city council. Let's vote, people. It's time to get smart, be smart, and vote smart. I'm already putting my bid in for Asa Khalif. And yes, I'm making that announcement mm -hmm. now. For city council, he has my vote. There are others for other things, but we've got to vote people. It does matter. The time is now, so let's do this. And that's all I'm gonna say there. All right, save the page. All right, the page. This word is clean before, and I'm going to save the page poet. Pardon me. All right, and I'm going to say good night to everyone in Radio Lands. This is the Warriors Queens of Taurus Elman, and until next time, have a pleasant evening. All right, thank you so much, Warriors Queens. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are bidding you adieu, avoir. Thank you for joining us, Ataya Nana. We send you greetings with love. We wish you well. Shalom alaikum. Um, we want you to prosper. We want you to have holistic health. And it will happen for you if you say to you, self-care is paramount. Okay? So let's make that a daily mantra. And let's just do it. Let's do what it takes to stay healthy. Love, peace, and blessings to all. So next week, come back. On next week, it will be April the 30th. And on April the 30th, we shall see. It's going to be a surprise special guest, okay? That's all I'm going to say, a surprise special guest. I want you to join me because a lot of times we don't know what we have in our own communities. And, and yes, the show caters to indie or independent artists, but also the independent business owners. So yes, you're gonna start hearing from them on this platform more because they have businesses that cater to us, the community, and they have us in mind when they are um, distributing and endorsing and providing products. And I'm talking about good products. 
within the community. Let's support one another, people. Let's stop the hatred, the jealousy, all those things tear down our community. It's time for us to unite and become of one mind. You and I can make the difference. Peace and blessings. Good night to all.